All right, quit this. I'm gonna really hold it. What was that, Brad? It talked over you. Don't don't worry about it. I, I was, uh, quickly I'll say something vulgar. Oh <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> well, that would that would track because uh, we are recording another episode of the Gamers Not Out podcast. As always, I am Caleb, and I'm here with Brad, Eric, and Frank. How are you guys doing tonight? Thank you. Pretty good, yeah. All good here. Good. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's jump into it, Brad. Why don't you uh, start us out by telling us about your week? Oh boy, boy, do I got something to tell you about my week. Um, <laughs> who, are you, who are you crushing on this one? Out of my dick, so uh, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good today. <laughs> You're suffering for three weeks. Um, that was not fun. Uh, not a fun time, but to distract myself from all the suffering that I went through, I've been playing Immortals: Phoenix Rising. How so, is it? I actually really like it. It's um, it's fun. Um, it is very obviously a Breath of the Wild clone. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like they didn't try to hide it. Like if, basically, I I I looked at it as it's a hybrid between Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. Um. Oh, yeah, like, it's actually a lot of fun, though. I like what they do. They took, like, I would say the better parts of Breath of the Wild and threw it into the game, and then actually made a really fun Greek mythology story with it. Um, there's no weapon durability, which is nice, and you can climb anything, which is one of the features I like. You do have a stamina meter and you can that you can increase along with health, but you, like, can collect a ton of weapons and skins for the weapons and the, the okay. armor. Yeah, I, I got it in my backlog, so I'm looking forward to that after your The humor review. is what makes it though. The humor is really good. It's like Prometheus. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's like it's Prometheus um narrating like the story of Phoenix with Zeus, and they're just like assholes to each other the entire time. There's just like lots of little jokes here, innuendos and and just other just kind of witty banter that kind of goes back and forth. So that's kind of fun. Um, you know, there it, basically it's like one big Greek island that you're kind of on and it's divided up into sections that are clouded. Um, and you're trying to rescue four of the Greek gods. Um, right now it's like Af Aphrodite, um, Athena, Ares, and I think maybe Hephaestus or one of the other two. Anyway, the forger, dude. I think that's Hephaestus. Yes, um, it is. it is. Okay. So there's like four of them to rescue and you also get a pet phoenix, which is pretty dope. Um, that fights for you, and you can ride mounts and stuff. Like, you tame them, and, like, you get to keep all the mounts, and you can just switch between them and stuff. Like, I got a unicorn at, like, the very... No, not a unicorn, a uh, pegasus. I got a pegasus at the, um, at the very beginning of the game. That's one of the legendary mounts, so that thing, like, rides like a like a dream. Um, Kind of like Breath of the Wild, they have uh, Pits of Tartaros, which are, like, little mini dungeons that you go in and you collect stuff treasures and stuff to increase Zeus's lightning to increase your stamina and they're like little dungeons like the shrines from Breath of the Wild um and then around the world you'll do a lot of different puzzles and stuff um around the world to collect other items and chests and stuff like that and then they have quests and side quests and the world's a little more detailed it's got a lot of like the famous Greek mythology stuff and the story and stuff so there's a little more detail to the world than some of the some of the environments that you might see in the Breath of the Wild which is were just planes and trees and shit um but i mean i recommend it um yeah if people haven't played it i would it's you know to me it looks like it's a like a solid 8.5 to 9 type game so oh, far nice. yeah so it's 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 good it's not perfect but it's fun the combat combat's good um you have 
light attacks with your sword and you have an axe for heavy stuff and then you can you have a bow and arrow and you can guide the bow you can guide the arrows which is kind of neat and then you can also do the slow-mo stuff like you can do in breath of the wild where you like you jump up slow down time and fire off a bunch of arrows and the goddesses give you blessings um which is similar to like what the champions gave you in uh, Breath of the Wild, except the goddesses give you three blessings apiece instead of just one, like Breath of the Wild, so you get like multiple stuff you earn. And anyway, it's neat if you like Greek mythology and you like humor and you know fun action combat. I I, I would recommend it. It's it's a solid game. So I uh, I was recommended to me by a few people on Twitter. They were like, "Hey, it is really really good. It's an underrated title. People should play it." I was like, "All right, I'll do it." I played it. It's good. It's gorgeous on the PS5, too. It, it, it's solid. It's one of Ubisoft's... You know, being a new IP, I think it's... Ubisoft did good with it. Um, so, they, they took good stuff. Also, there's no weapon durability, if I didn't say that already. There is no weapon durability. It's just, just fun combat. Yeah, I played the like the opening section and really liked it, but then I dropped it and hadn't gotten back to it yet, so... It is, it's worth going back to, like... You can, I think if you don't want to 100% the game or like go look for everything, I think they said it's like a 25 hour story. Um, and then it's it not takes, bad. No, not bad at all. It's a decent length. And then if you want to go around and collect everything, I think it's like between 40 and 60 hours. Um, to do every, and that includes side quests. But mm-hmm. I'm also one of those people who likes going around and collecting everything. It's like I can say I don't want to, but I do. I like making myself a badass. So. <laughs> yeah. I probably still need to play it because I know that uh, I love. I know that MJ has always been, um, or Ace has always been talking about it on Twitter. And every time I see it on sale, I always, yeah. And every time I like, I see it on sale, I always tag her about it, just as a way yeah. to like kind of do thing. I still haven't played it. I still haven't gotten it, but I will eventually. But first, I'm just gonna tease you about it. Yeah, I um I bought it on sale. I bought it for twenty five, and it was it's worth every penny of twenty five for sure. It's 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 a lot of fun. Um, the platinum is not too bad to get. Like, I mean, you do have to one hundred percent the game to get the platinum. But I looked at the trophy requirements, and it's not a hard platinum. Mm. So I mean, it's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I'll probably get it on just Switch because I just like I just prefer. Like those oh, that's fine. I, I mean, I wasn't. I don't care what version anybody gets. I just for those that are trophy hunters, I'm just saying the platinum's not bad. It's it's a reasonable oh. ask. Oh, I know. I'm just like because uh, like uh, I probably would get it on switches because I just prefer. Oh, that's fine. There. Portability for but the switch. Be... I know it's easier for you. Yeah, and mostly because like uh, I feel like at least on there, it'd just be easier for me to just make the joke saying like I got two Breath of the Wilds now. Why should I wait for Breath of the Wild too when I got the second one already here? Oh <laughs> my god! You just you just like making people mad, don't you, Eric? <laughs> I, really do I know Eric chooses violence every time we're on this podcast. Peace <laughs> is never an option. I, I will say though, like I think that's what's impressive about Immortals. Though was like you know Nintendo did their one thing, and then Immortals was like, hey, let's take the concepts that people liked and put it in this game, and then they like kind of left out some of the stuff that was flaws. So like they added a real story and. They uh, took away the weapon durability, which was which was a nice feature. I was like the fact that you can fly, the f- like the fact that you can fly and do all kinds of crazy shit in it is is pretty cool. Um, 
And I do recommend powering up Phoenix because, like, you can cheese a lot of the puzzles with certain upgrades. <laughs> so, like, it's it's cool. You know, anyway. when you were mentioning about, like, flying in the air with Pegasus, the only thing I could think of is just that movie Hercules. And just, like, when he started saying, I can go to distance. No, you can't fly with the Pegasus. You you just you actually get wings you wear on your back to fly with. Pegasus sadly doesn't fly. He just I know. Fly. Yeah, just, I figured that, but it was just like I was just picturing that like that scene. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like flying, it's just like just running in the wheat in the wild. Just like exploring. Uh, okay. Well. So anyway, all right. I'll uh I'll end my my thing of my pitch for for immortals mj if you're uh, listening to this there you go i i i, I promote it be proud of me <laughs> i'll we'll, and MJ, we'll tag if you hear this <laughs> and then if you hear this i get my okay. raging endorsement yeah and if you ever hear this mj i still haven't gotten it but i will play it one day that's all i'm you gonna say your ass, Eric. that's what she's gonna do <laughs> <laughs> all right well there's nothing i could do there <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's bounce over to Frank. Frank, what have you been doing this week? I've I've started uh, Tales of Arise a couple of days ago. Really, really, really loving it. How how do you uh, how's it compare to like Brasaria or Zestaria? Since I know you've played those two, like it's absolutely the uh, best one I've played, uh, and I think it exceeds everything I loved about the other games and offers me a lot more on top of that. Okay. I'll talk about that a little bit in my week, but I I wanted to know what you were going to, going to say about it. I've heard raving things about it. So it really is living up to the, to the praise. Yeah. For at least for me anyways, like obviously there's the hardcore fans that have their religion about it, where they, it has to be a certain way for them to accept it. I don't. So, yeah, I don't know. No, I can't like recommend it to a longtime fan, but definitely for people that want to get into tales or curious to try it, like this is a great spot. Well, they they've updated a lot of the systems and changed a lot of things. Um, so yeah, it's definitely great. It's definitely a good jumping on point. I think. So it sounds like Tales fans are like old school Final Fantasy fans where like the series peaked for them at some point. If it's not basically that version of the game, they hate it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. It's not as bad as Final Fantasy is. Yeah, I but, agree but yeah, it's, it's similar to that. Um, I've really only seen like one person who was not a Tales fan, not like the game uh, so far. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. So, was that was that all you did this week, or you do anything else too? Uh, I played a bit of Christ Tales, uh, Chris Tales, or whatever you call it. Uh, been eating about, uh, away at that progress for a little bit, but uh, like that particular gameplay wasn't like really grabbing me, so I was in a bit of a funk. And uh, Tales of Arise is exactly the game I needed to get out of it. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah, I heard Chris Tales is kind of grindy, isn't it? I don't mind grinding, though. It, it's just more... Uh, the pacing wasn't as nice as it should have been, so it kind of felt like a drag in that sense. Okay. 
Well, that one's still on my list, but it's low on my list. So, <laughs> I, I'm I'm absolutely enjoying Chris Tales though. Like, the story's in is good. The combat though, the pacing is a slow. It's still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like the, the it's the pacing is the only thing I have to say negative about Chris Tales. Do you think you're going to go for the platinum on either one of those? Uh. Probably both because they're not both of them are not overly hard based on what I've seen and what I've uh, what one of my friends uh, got the platinum and a very it was very simple like as long as you like kind of go after everything you're gonna get the platinum kind of thing. Oh, so it's just the same thing as like Immortals. Basically, you that's what you have to do as long as you get everything. Yeah. And I- a couple extra like gimmicky trophies then you're good crystals is a bit trickier because you're presented choices throughout the game so as long as you make a save before make a choice reload make another choice you're gonna get the platinum that way okay well i'm glad they they updated the the tails platinum because i know like the previous ones like berseria and zisteria and i think even like the uh what were the ones on the playstation 3 zillia I think those platinums were were pretty difficult. Like they required a lot of work. Yeah, you, you had to do uncertain difficulties. You had to grind. Like it, it was like a hundred plus hour easy. While this one's closer to seventy. Jeez. For the and platinum. By the way, difficulty trophies need to go away. Period. <laughs> they, I, I wouldn't mind if they existed. But like as a separate DLC type of uh, deal where you, it doesn't contribute towards platinum. Yeah, like they, the, yeah, you should not be required to play the game on every difficulty to get the platinum. And then there's yeah. some where like, yeah, if you start on the hardest difficulty, they'll give you all the difficulty trophies. But then some don't. Some still make you play on all. Yeah, yeah. I think the original Uncharted did that. It mm-hmm. did. Older, yeah, older games make you play through. Most most modern stuff. Uh, the difficulty trophies will stack, but every once in a while, you still get a new game that doesn't do Kingdom it. Hearts Final Mix on the PlayStation uh, did did not stack <laughs> on the the PS3 version because yeah, the PS4 did. version does. I think the PS3 version that came out in 2013 didn't stack. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, but I think if I looked at my trophy list for it, it it, it did not pop when I beat it on standard for the easy for the the beginner mode one. I need to finish my platinum for the ps4 version i'm like two (laughs) i'm like two trophies away (laughs) as much as i love kingdom hearts you'd think i would have platinum it but i still i think there's like always certain trophies i'm like oh it's no it's a a grind it's the platinum on that game is not good (laughs) yeah the so uh i 100%ed the original kingdom hearts like on playstation 2 i did everything in that game yeah same and so i was like okay so coming into this i'm like oh it shouldn't be that bad but all the final mix stuff that we didn't get in our original release makes yeah. the game so much worse. Like yeah, in terms I, of platinum. I, I just went for the in-game 100%. Like, I went after all the treasure chests. I beat all the extra bosses. Like, basically, I just grinded to level 100, and then I just went to town on everybody. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, three is the only one that's, like, the platinum's what it should be for the difficulty mm-hmm. to get. Yeah, I would agree with and- that. It doesn't really help that the difficulty stuff with Kingdom Hearts is uh, you have to kind of cheese them a lot because I tried to do the first Kingdom Hearts game on I on, well, 
Okay, so I think I did it not even on proud or critical. Like the hardest level difficulty you can do in that game because I, I played it before on like on expert mode in the first game on the PS2. So I thought it wasn't going to be that bad. But like when you're trying to basically grind in those harder difficulties since they are part of the trophies list, having to grind while dealing with enemies that can constantly one-shot you in like one go, even when you're like at a decently high level, is it was just annoying. Like, I think for when I had to fight Ansem at the end of the game, I legitimately just cheesed him by using the uh, the Keyblade Toss because I gave you invincibility for every time you used it. Same with, like, Sonic Blade and, like, the Arcs. Arcs, I think it was. It's like Those games are just not good for, like, platinum in because you're just going to be suffering for hundreds of hours for no reason. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm going to get the first one. I don't know if I'll get the other ones, but I've done so much work in the first one. I, I, I think I'm missing like ultimate weapon and then beating the game on the hardest difficulty, but I'm literally like outside of, of the Ansem fight on the hardest difficulty. I just got to go grind levels before I can actually beat them. Yeah. Cause it's not yeah. hard to beat him. Like if you're level 100 and you go in and fight Ansem, like the amount of damage you'll do to him is ridiculous. And it, on final mix, it's like, if you have leaf bracer, you're basically invincible. And just like, just use just like the weapons that cheese the most, because like I said, like some of those attacks give you invisibility frames. So no matter how many times Hanson can hit you with like his strongest attacks, if you just spam those, your moves and your magic, you'll just be fine. I like how broken the, the platinums are to get that people for chain of memories are just like stack your entire deck with fireballs and uh and just spam that's like yes, the only I've way seen that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i was looking at a trophy guide for that because i was going to move on to that one once i finished the first one but uh point i need to actually like beat final nick or chain of memories i've tried and i remember hating it so much but i think i'll just use like a guide for it and just like now did you have you only played re chain of memories or did you play the original on the game boy only played re because i didn't have the game boy one i played on a i did play a friend's game boy version of it for a little bit like you just let me try it out and like i thought the game boy version was cool but i don't oh, yeah. like, re is terrible like um because it just doesn't translate well to consoles mm -mm. the the game boy yeah. advance was fantastic and then the 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 re chain of memories is just awful yeah, it was not built for that. They yeah. should have, they should have changed it up by the time they did that. Yeah, I feel like with Rechain of Memories, the only because I know, from what I understood, they didn't change anything about the card system itself. So I feel like that's kind of like the issue more than anything because like they did a decent job with like setting up the story and everything, but the way how they handled the card system just it just didn't really work so well compared to like the Game Boy version because. On the Game Boy version, it works perfectly with like how small the screen is and how like, you can just use specific attacks. Whereas here, just like you are just gonna have to just pray that you can just hit them with all you got. All right. Well, I'm going to. Uh, I guess I'll go next on my week. Uh, I actually played games this week. <laughs> Big surprise. I haven't done that in like three weeks now. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, the only thing I really played this week was I played some more Tomb Raider and uh, finally got unstuck on the fourth level. So I finished the fourth level. Um, I'm working on the fifth level. Uh, yeah, I 
I'm going to try it with a different controller because I and Brad and Eric, since I know you both have played it and are farther than me, um, you might be able to tell me more about it. But I, I'm having trouble with running jumps. It seems like when on I'm doing a running jump, my yeah, on Tomb Raider, my she won't actually jump when I hit the button. Okay, so you have to. Um, it's a little bit weird because it's an old school thing. Um, are you doing it to where you're trying to do it at the edge and then you just fall? No, I'm hitting the button before I get to the edge. Okay, remember you have to start running first and you kind of have to like like hold the button down just like a little bit. Oh, okay, that might be what it is. Is I'm not holding the button. Yeah, like, just barely tapping, it's not going to do anything. Like, you do want to hold it for, like, just barely a little bit. So while you're running, and then press the square button. So, it, like, you can't... Pre it's not like a combo button where you do it at the same time. You have to start the run, and then you have to press the square. Okay, okay. Not only that, like, there's a bit... At least for me, anyway, there's, like, a bit of a delay with how I have to jump and everything. So you really have to press the button before you're, you're near the edge. So you kind of, like, have to, like, time when you're about to jump. And then just um, hit it from there. And so you have to be very careful where you're also positioned as well, because sometimes it will look like Lara's about to grab something, but she'll just like miss and then just fall, fall, fall to her death. Yeah, I fell. I fell in like a spike trap, like fifty times at least, trying to make this one stupid jump. And uh, I did read, like, I was reading like a thing about the the running jumps and. It did say that Laura tends to take like one or two steps before the jump actually starts. So I've been kind of planning for that. But a lot of the time I'll start running and hit the button and she'll just run off the edge. Like she won't, it, the jump doesn't even activate. So. It, it's, a, it's a real thing. Um, it's hard. By the way, I'd like to confirm that yes, on the PS3 Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, difficulty does not, does not stack. Um, I double checked my trophy list. Sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit weird and I don't know if you're playing it like with upscale technology too, because it's probably even harder on like higher end TVs. Um, yeah, I'm playing it on a, on a 4k TV. I, I'm playing it on a PS2 with okay. a component so, like, cable. I did mine on the PS2, but like I switched it to like the upscale where I like, I went to four by three and like, I, I put it on a mode to where it was like, it would, it's supposed to make it feel like you're playing on a CRT. Hmm. Um, and that helped me kind of get back the old timings, but I will say when you are playing it on like some type of flat screen or you're playing it like more modernized, there's going to be delays and in inputs and stuff that's slower and that's going to make old game. And it's not just Tomb Raider. It's any old nineties game or anything that was played on a CRT in the back, back, back then. Um, it's going to be a little harder. So you're going to have to be a little finicky with your timeline. If you know your TV has upscaling technology and you know how to switch it to like a, put it on the right mode and switch it to four by three and stuff like that. Um, it's supposed to improve that I've done it with both my TVs and it makes a world of a difference. I had some games that were like borderline unplayable until I, until I used upscale technology. I might have to look into that because I don't know if mine has it. I have an old CRT out in the garage. I could also bring in and hook up and. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, but the, yeah, the time, but it is, it is a little finicky. So yeah, if you are playing and if you're playing on a, like a TV, so if you're playing at full 4k TV without upscale, the delay is probably going to be even harder and that's going to make the difficulty because even on CRT, like the timings work all right, but like you still have to be careful with it. Like I've, the edge thing is a big issue. Like I would miss it all the time and I'd be like, why can't you just go right off the edge? You have to do it like right before you hit the edge. Mm -hmm. um, but you do, I do hold it a little bit more and that seems to, to really help instead of just barely tapping it. Mm -hmm. I'll try that. I, I, what I started doing to get past that section was I like hit the button hard 
instead of just like pressing it normal, I would hit it really hard. Yeah, I and I also I also mashed it to make sure yeah, that, that at least one input went through because. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean yeah, holding it's a little bit easier. That's easy. You just got to be gentle with it. No, you force it until it works. I promise you. <laughs> uh, are you guys talking about Tomb Raider? Or... Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Alex, but yeah, that's not about anything, Frank. <laughs> but that's that's pretty much all the all the gaming I've done this week. Um, I did try to get a copy of Tales of Arise because uh, I wanted to start that since uh, several people I know of have said really great things about it. Um, and my town did not get a single damn copy of this game. Oh. Best Buy didn't have any. Uh, GameStop didn't have any. Target, Walmart, nobody had physical copies of this game. Texas. I, I, it's, I've never seen this happen before. And I'm like, okay, so my first thought was, you know, was it because I didn't pre-order it? <laughs> Well, that's I'm like, I thought pre, I thought pre-orders were bad. Like I thought we weren't pre-ordering games anymore. And then so uh, you don't pre-order this one, and now there's no copies in the town. Wait, so um, where do people say pre-ordering is bad? That's like all I do. Spiteful people that don't want to support companies. Well, oh, yeah. I pre-order all the time. Like it doesn't cost me any extra money. It just guarantees me a copy. That's all it is. Yeah, like you can cancel it. anytime. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. there's no there's no deal. Like there's no bad thing about it. You can put five dollars down anytime you want and you just pay it off. Like I'll pre order games months in advance and like the month it comes out, I just drop the money on the rest of the money on it. I don't mm-hmm. even think you need to put five down anymore, uh with GameStop anyways. The last the last I checked uh, you you still did. You do it where I live too, yeah, you do it. Oh, okay. Well they they removed the uh minimum here. Well yeah, do you guys even have GameStop though? I thought you guys had E B games. Yeah, well, EB now got it's the same. It's the same company, GameStop. but yeah, they they actually rebranded though. Like they're actually called GameStop now. Okay, okay. Yeah, we yeah down here we still have the five dollar thing, but like I'll go down and I'll put it on like a variety of stuff, and like even though I could pay it off immediately, I'm like no, I like to budget it like the month. Yeah. Like I just save it for the month and I pay it off like before I go, and I just walk into the store. But yeah, um, you can get that five dollars back if you yes. change your mind too. So it's not it's not mm-hmm. really not a big deal. No, it's it's not at all, and so it's but it's worth it. I was like, yeah, I don't, I didn't realize there was an anti-pre-order rhetoric around gaming, but I was like, I was like, I want to be guaranteed a copy. Like that's why I pre-order games. It ensures that I won't go to the store and be like, oh shit, they're all gone. Yeah, that's I, I think it's just some people believe that if you pre-order, uh, the developers will get your money and not bother to make the game good. Type of like that's the mentality I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I've seen it too, and I thought it was always stupid, but yeah, it, it, well, it it literally is stupid. But... Yeah, it doesn't. The logic isn't there. So what are you saying? If you don't pre-order it, you show up on day one. It's magically going to be a better game. That's not how that works. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not how it works at all. It, it's going to be shit. It's going to be shit. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it works. Like I, man, people just people get pissy over the dumbest things. Like yeah, no, I love. Pre-ordering is my favorite thing to do. Like I, I do it to guarantee myself a copy, and sometimes the bonuses are nice. Sometimes I like the little collectible items that come with it, but mm-hmm. um, it's I mainly just do it to ensure that I get the copy. Like I want the copy of the game. I did it because there were times where like I couldn't pre-order stuff, and it was like I went to go buy it, and it was like nobody had a copy like inside. It was like there was a Bleach game, like the very last Bleach game that ever got released in America. Like I could not find a copy of it. Like. 
like they were giving like one or two copies to stores and it was like the only people that had pre-ordered it and it took me forever to find a copy of this game i was so pissed. Uh, yeah i got it anime niche games uh... yeah <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah well, it's that's... true that's what my GameStop always said is is like if it's a super popular game, like you don't have to pre-order it. But if it's if it's like you know niche, if you don't pre-order it, our store might not even get copies of it. So and it's got to be niche to the world, not you, because you'd be like, yeah. well, er- everyone should be a Tales fan. But then you look at Tales games, like they are impossible to find. Usually, uh, like they they got them better about it, but the older Tales games, you could not find those anywhere. Oh yeah. Well, I know no, the, some fine. of the older ones are like ridiculously expensive now too. Yeah, Tales yeah. of the Abyss uh, for PS2 is starting to go up in price. They used to I only think. make them in limited supply because, like, they they figured not that many people were interested. Felt mm-hmm. stupid for not buying. I there's a local game store that got Tales of the Abyss for PS2. I was like, shit, I should have added that in. It was a reasonable price. I bought all the PS3 ones at GameStop um, yeah. years ago. Like, it was like five or six years ago. They all were selling for around like twenty bucks a pop. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I was like, I knew they were going to, I was like, I want to try this series. And I know I just had a gut feeling that that was, those were types of games that I were never going to find. So yeah. later, and I'm glad I did it because they're expensive as hell now. Yeah. I got them all for cheap. This is the first time I've had trouble finding one. Um, like, I found all the other ones real easy, but I got, I think I got my copy of Abyss on the PS2 for like 15 bucks. I got That's my 3DS I... copy for like 20 bucks. Nice. So it's yeah. it's 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 uh if you want to start the series at some point soon, Brad, uh, Abyss, Symphonia, and Arise, I think would be the three I would say would be good. I have some starting points. So I Symphonia have, is my favorite. Yeah. So I have um, the Symphonia collection on PS3, and then I have um Zillia, Zillia Two, and Grace's F. Mm-hmm. And I also have. I have the Tales game, Tales of Hearts R on Vita. I also have that one. And mm-hmm. I have the PSP one too, which I forgot what it's called. But anyway, I have several Tales games. Um, I have not collected the uh, like Berseria, Vesperia, and Zestiria and all those. Yet. Those are those are good, but uh, I wouldn't say they're like the best. I, everyone says, a lot of people rave about Berseria and Vesteria though. I, I mm-hmm. enjoyed those too. Yeah, the... The only two I've seen copies of the older one, Abyss. I should have bought. I have never seen a copy since, and it's going to be probably harder for me to find. I should have bought it when I had the chance, and I debated it. And Tales of Destiny for PS One, which is one of like the original ones, I've seen like one time. So expensive. Like, yeah, it's it's too expensive. I have the. I got my. I got a copy of Fantasia, which was the first one released. Uh, at least in Japan, it wasn't the first one we got, but it was the first one Japan got. Yeah, I think Destiny was the uh, first one in the U.S. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was. I think it was, but I, I got my copy of Fantasia for like fifty bucks. Jeez. And uh, I, I had mean, I had never played it, but it's not that I can't shell out the money. It's just I shouldn't. I already did way too much to replace my Pokemon XD disc, and yeah, that was, that was ridiculous I, what I paid for that. I don't like if if a game is over like it's it's harder to to say now because the PlayStation Five games are more expensive, but. Like with retro stuff, if it's over seventy dollars, I usually will wait for like a like a milestone in my collection. Like, oh, I'm about to hit two thousand games. I'm gonna get one of the more expensive ones. Yeah, um, is usually how I do it. Or the sometimes I just buy one because I, you know, I find a good deal on it or something. And the most I've ever spent on a retro game, um, outside of XD, because um, 
was I spent a hundred dollars to get Mega Man Legends two, and it was a really good copy. Like it was a so, it was in solid condition. I'd always wanted to play it. I didn't get it as a kid, mm-hmm. and I found it for a hundred dollars. And it was it was just that's what the going rate was. And that even five years ago that was the going rate. And I was like I'd never seen a copy in the wild before. I was like I still lived at home. I had a solid job. I had a full time. I was like fucking. I'm buying it. Didn't even care. <laughs> like I was like I'm doing it. Like I normally wouldn't do it. And I was like, I did it. And I didn't want to do Pokemon XD. I really, really, really didn't. But it was one of my favorite games. And I was really mad that I couldn't find the disc. And I just, I was like, I had the money. I could afford it. I was like, I'll do it. And it's all I said. I'm only doing it because it's a replacement disc. And I could not. I searched everywhere for the disc. Like, yeah. I did everything. And I'm not just going to keep the box. Like, I want the game. <laughs> so. See, my I, my most expensive uh was i bought earthbound and i think that one was 200 250 yeah that'd be and uh actually my my wife bought that for me i should clarify that uh she she was a gift from her to me uh i could see why you married her (laughs) yeah Yeah. i I think we were i think we were already married you should probably stop disappointing her i know right (laughs) (laughs) um well i'll uh, we need to get to Eric's week, but I'll go ahead and tell the story real quick. So we were in Oklahoma because uh, they it was when VR just started. So they had VR setups in Oklahoma. And so we took a road trip to go try out VR because uh, we both wanted to see what it was like. And while we were there, I went to a local game store and they happened to have a copy. And I got so excited about it because I'm like, I've always wanted a physical copy of it. And uh, so she bought it for me. <laughs> and then we got home and she found out that I had it digitally on the Wii U. And she got super <laughs> mad. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I think I remember you telling me that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were telling me that. I forgot about that. I guess I have a digital on the Wii U, but here's the difference. The physical copy is so much different, though, than the digital. It's like a lot of people don't understand that, too. Mm-hmm. Like having the actual original version like it there's just something special about it like there's just nothing like a physical collection that's um, it's really nice oh you know, and earthbound's really hard now i saw a complete in box edition in st louis a few years ago it was like 700 bucks i was like fuck mm-hmm. no. they're they're going for like over a thousand now for a complete yeah. it's um, ridiculous and then the the other one i got and then we'll get to eric's week uh was i got a copy of haunting ground on the ps2 for like oh, i think that one was like 230 yes Dang, I the most expensive one I'm thinking to complete my personal N64 collection. I think I might bite the bullet on Conger's Bad for a Day at some point. Oh, you gotta. That's like one of those games you kind of need to. Yeah, I, I, I saw it. a copy locally. I was about to message you about it and see if you wanted me to grab it, but then I looked into it more and it was a repro, so I didn't even bother. Oh, but there's so many repros of them going out right now, and it's hard. I was like, I need to find a genuine one, because even some people I think are trying to play off the repros as authentic and they're trying to read mm-hmm. people have to be really careful yeah i don't i don't mind people selling repros like i won't buy them i know we've talked about it but like if you pass it off as the real thing though that's where i get frustrated with it oh, yeah no i like yeah it's fine if you want to sell a repo for 20 bucks just so somebody can have the game that doesn't care if it's authentic or not by all means do it but please do not yeah sell it for a hundred dollars and say it's authentic that's ridiculous anyway back to eric yep. Yeah, all right, uh, Eric. Why don't I'll, you wrap I'll, this I'll up? Just and... Yeah, though the my, my most expensive one was a uh, Deadly Premonition for PS3. Uh, it was like 130 bucks or something. Oh dang, dang, yeah, that's a rare one. I got that one for like 10 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, I'm not useful. <laughs> but yeah, go go on, Eric. I was gonna like add to like saying like, man, I should have probably been 
buying old games over here and making a fortune. I could have made a fortune for it on eBay because I remember yeah. seeing like a copy of like Super Smash Bros. Melee. I know that's like around like a hundred dollars now, like on for, like eBay and all that. I remember I, I I bought like two copies of that over here for like twenty bucks each. You could have jumped, man. That's worth it. Yeah, I, I could ease like if I really wanted to, I could easily just like try to get like some of the. Used if you want to give me a a ten percent off what the going rate is, I'll 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 give you business. As I say, I'll 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 send you a list to keep an eye out for, and I'll just like <laughs> PayPal you money or something. <laughs> yeah, like you just like I just like you just send me like a shopping list. I go over to like my flea market and all to see which games they have. I'm like, hmm, which games are on here? How much do they cost? And then I just send you like a bill of like how much I spent, how much the shipping's gonna be, and how much my personal tax interest is gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cause I remember seeing that they actually were selling like the um, bundled um, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask for the GameCube over here as well for like twenty or thirty bucks. Mm, that one's an expensive one. Yeah, but finding one over here for twenty bucks, like <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> honestly, though, um, but going to my week, honestly, it's been busy. I guess you can say, but I had to wake up on Labor Day at like. Five in the morning because they didn't give us a day off for that, so we had to go in at early in the morning to like for our shift, which we didn't really do anything like really anything. Just like we just did like a meeting, and just like handle like stuff that we need to finish up. I got to leave early because um, of how my shift is, so I left around like an hour or two before everybody else. And but um, aside from that, um, I just went mostly playing. Uh, Tomb Raider, like, at least now Fred will be happy to hear, but I'm almost done with it. I'm already on level 12, which is when you're starting to backtrack for the tombs, like the Sphinx. And uh, so far, I've been using a guide for, like, most of it, because I've gotten to a point where it's just, like, I'm not about to start spending, like, two hours trying to find which part of the map I need to go to to, to make continue forward, or then having to then backtrack so far, because I accidentally missed a jump, and my character didn't die. So I'm almost done with the game now. It's like, for when it says, like, I'm on chapter 12, so like three more levels after this. I should be done with this fight again before this week is over. And I've also been playing Dead by Daylight with my best friend, because we I got the game on sale along with the Ghostface DLC, because... She saw that the game had had the DLC, and she wanted to play it, but she didn't have anybody else to play it with. So I, I decided, so I had like some funds left over on my eShop, so I managed to get in a bit to be able to buy it and the DLC. And I also chipped in so that way she can get the DLC for herself. And we just been playing it for a couple hours. I will say though, that game has some of the worst servers in the whole <laughs> universe because. Every time I, I try to connect to that game, it just automatically disconnects me. If we're like taking too long, if we're like AFK or anything that like it could be just like we're just having a conversation about something, and then while we're trying to like set up the match, then boom, I get disconnected, and then it takes forever. And they pretty much just say that in order for me to reconnect, I had to restart the game again just to play it. But so far, it's fun. Uh, it's just pretty much just been here, 
like her and I just uh, like trolling around in like custom matches. Me just like playing as a ghost face and just chasing her around, or in this case, she would chase me around because she is very very thirsty for ghost face, like like to the point that she will drool over first over that character, and also like characters like Pyramid Head and all that, which are in the game, so. If I ever wanted to, I could easily buy that DLC and just tease her about it. But um, aside from that, I've also been playing like Dragon Ball Fighters because I've been just practicing a bit more with like training, and I'm also just trying to get like turn like touch of death combos with Broly because <laughs> if there's one thing that that game does right is just making you feel very very badass when you pull off a, a really strong combo. And I feel if I ever pull one of those combos off in an online match, I'm pretty sure the other person's going to end up rage quitting. But honestly, I think apart from that, because like, that's pretty much all I've been really playing as of right now, I still got a lot more games I need to get through. <laughs> and I don't have enough time in the world to do that. But I also want, went ahead and also watched that uh, movie Shang-Chi, that uh, Marvel martial arts film. Honestly, if you honestly don't are like doubting about whether the movie's good or not, please go and watch it. It is amazing. I'm gonna watch it on Disney Plus because I'm not going to theaters. So yeah, I mean it's gonna come out in Disney Plus in like I think like in a month because the the movie has uh, exclusivity for 45 days in the theater before it gets dropped into Disney Plus. So you'll be able to watch it. It'll be for 35 plus dollars though. No, they're, no, they're not doing that thing anymore. They're for those. If it goes in the oh, theater, okay. they just release it on Disney Plus for free. Okay, yeah. then I'll I'll just wait a month for me. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Like, I I don't feel comfortable going to theaters during COVID. Like, I really want to oh. see it and all that, but like, I'm just waiting. Like, Corella is already out on Disney Plus for free, so like, you know. Yeah, and but yeah, I definitely recommend just waiting a bit. Because the reason I went, I was able to watch it in theaters because, like, over here, like, they've been doing a, a pretty decent job with making, like, the social distancing in theaters, and they always keep it clean. So, like, when I went to see, there was really not that many people there who were watching it, and they were pretty far away from my dad and I. But that movie was just really, really excellent. It honestly reminded me of, like, a, I, was, like I was watching a Jet Li film. Because the actor who played Shang-Chi... The way how he was fighting in that movie, his his posture, his stance, it, and the way even how he dressed in the movie, it just reminded me of Jed Lee, like one of his older films. And like the movie just did a really good job, like handling the story of Shang Chi. I really kind of liked how they handled like the eternal struggle, and the villain was really well done. And I really liked how this movie kind of made a callback to Iron Man Three, with if anybody remembers what happened with Iron Man Three with the Mandarin. They actually managed to rectify it in this, kind of make it like, uh, they made a little like tongue-in-cheek reference with it, which is pretty cool. But at least for me, since this is probably one of those films that are, has been like one of the better Marvel films I've seen recently, and I'm pretty sure it actually might be one of my, or at least my favorite MCU film of all time. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, uh, everyone seems to love it. Like, I'm excited to watch it when it comes out on Disney Plus. Yeah, you're gonna love it. That's that's for sure. Like, it's very well done. If 
And if all else fails, you can at least uh, sit back and watch the after credits game and see what's going to happen from there. Yeah, I guess I'll be watching Black Widow in a in a couple in next month. I think Black Widow though comes out on October sixth. The the one that's going to hurt me the most though is Spider Man three, um, uh, in December. Like I'm not going to be able to see that in theaters because of COVID, and I'm really mad because like that looks epic, and I'm going to have to wait like that forty five days. I'm going to cry. Cause... You're going to have to get off Twitter for like a year. Yeah, I know it's gonna suck yeah. because I, I I won't be able to see it in theaters just just because of COVID. I know a lot of people, regardless of COVID, will go out and do it, and that's fine. I they don't have a you know a high risk two year old to protect, but um, I'm just gonna be like dead inside because like that's the one movie I wish I could go see in theaters besides like the new James Bond movie, and it's gonna kill me. Yeah, I don't think I'm think it's gonna be a you're gonna be waiting a lot longer because from what I understand. Those Spider-Man movies are not like. Is Spider-Man even on the Disney Plus like Far From Home and Homecoming? Yes, they have a deal for it. They have the same. They yeah. Sony and uh, Sony and Disney Plus have an agreement to make sure that the Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man are on Disney Plus. Okay, because I thought there were because I thought the deal was that they they had to own they were only able to post those movies onto Disney Plus after the deal with that with Sony and Netflix. So I thought that's like we're gonna have to wait a bit longer for that, but. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's gonna be. I Netflix. I, I just all I need is I. I'll just have. I have to wait to watch them. But it makes sense. But it definitely won't be too. At least, thankfully, it won't be too much of a wait for you. Hopefully, Survivor Netflix or Disney Plus. But I'll. I promise that when I, if I actually go see that movie in theaters, I promise not to say anything. I'm just gonna tweet out. But I saw the movie, and that's it. Yeah, because uh, somebody's gonna die if they ruin Spider-Man for me. Because like, I'm really excited for it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say what happens in it. I'll do it on the podcast. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> you'll notice that Caleb won't be alive the next day. <laughs> we're gonna oh, we're gonna man. show up the next week with a new host. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's. Uh, we got quite a bit to talk about this week, so let's get to jumping into some of the news here. Um, so the Apple versus Epic case had a, uh, a ruling, I guess, or multiple rulings, um, most of which were in Apple's favor. Uh, so the judge decided that Apple is not uh, a monopoly in the mobile game market, but that they are very anti-competitive and hit them with a bunch of fines for that. Um, the one thing they did say is that uh, the 30% cut that Apple was taking from the mobile game sales was ridiculous and that they need to, that the game developers can link to outside payment options, but there's no, there's still no way because Epic's big thing was we, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't have the payment option in the game. And they still can't have payment options in the game, but they can put like a URL link to take them outside of the app. Which they say doesn't really fix the problem, but, you know. Well, yeah, then there's talks that Apple might doesn't even have to let Fortnite back on the, uh, the app store mm-hmm. if they don't want to anyway, which... Well, uh, Epic, Epic said they won't put it back on the app store until they can have payment options in the game. So it's not even going back up anyway. No, but, so I mean, we'll never see Fortnite for iPhones again. And you know what? That's mm-hmm. probably a good thing. All those kids don't need to be exposed to that shit. So yeah, <laughs> they they're at the point like the rulings have been said. Um, but like I said, most of them were in favor of Apple. 
both companies have the option to like escalate it to a higher court if they choose. Um, and I mean, Epic very well could do that. I know they said they aren't done fighting yet, so this may be over for a little bit until it gets moved up. But I don't um, feel bad for either company because I don't. No, like I don't them. either. <laughs> it's just a pissing match between two assholes. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of funny that uh, Epic is saying that they're doing this for consumer freedom and all that. But the irony is that they do the exact same thing and the exact opposite with their platform. Because what they basically do is like, they just pay people to have exclusivity on their platform. And it's not really even stuff that they own themselves. Which, like, it's normal for people for, for platforms that have, like, exclusive games. But it's kind of funny when you put it into perspective that they're doing that to prevent those games from being appearing in other companies. Like another platforms for a time, especially on Steam, but then pulled this in crying because they can't like monetize the game, their game without having to pay the thirty percent to Apple. Yeah, I do it's, think we're dividing the PC market. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's not even really dividing it because like um, I've heard multiple people talk about it. Like the Epic Game Store is awful. So what happens is they'll pay for this exclusive uh, exclusive game. For you know, however many months, like three months, it's only on Epic Game Store. People just won't buy it. But then when it launches on Steam, they'll just go buy it, and so they just basically pretend like the game's not out yet. Is yeah. what is what the yeah. PC market is doing. Well, and the, the idea was the Steam was for the PC market, and it you know, and it was great. Everybody did the thing thing like PC gamers had one hub for for mm-hmm. everything. It was nice. It's like you go, you buy your games on Steam. It's easy. Steam's fair. Nobody hates it. It's run really, really well. Everybody gets a fair cut. You know, it's easy to publish on. You do your thing. And then now you've got Epic coming in. And even like EA is with Origin. I think even Ubisoft's trying to. It's like, just put everything on Steam and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, like leave it alone. Like, the console market is already divided enough. Don't divide up the PC market. Like, don't, don't make like... it a bitch for everybody to do stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like the streaming market. Like, stop doing shit. Like, yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's just annoying. It, it, it does. Like, you know, with consoles, it's like, yeah, you have to own three consoles if you want all the games on console. But for PC, it was nice that PC gamers had one hub yeah. for, for PC. So it's just like, stop stop ruining things. Let people have nice things. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I'll be honest as well. Like, for me, Steam has probably been, like, the best experience in terms of platform because there's, like, sales every week for, like, most of the games that they have. Most of those sales are like eighty to ninety percent off on like most games, so you can easily get like a, a fifty dollar game for like like ten bucks or so, depending it's on how beautiful. the sale is. And it's just like it's it's absolutely better than for me from what I've seen compared to stuff like Xbox and Switch and all that. Because like I'm gonna be honest, the, from what I understood of the Epic Game Store, it's just as bad as like the eShop, and that's really saying something when you have a like a storefront that's just as bad as like, Nintendo's. Steam Steam sales are un like you can't compete with Steam sales. Not what house is it's all digital, um, but um, it's one of those things that's beautiful. Like you just you can literally buy like old games for like pennies on the dollar. It's like hey, you want to buy this game for twenty five cents? It's like yeah. yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> There's another platform that's pretty on par with Steam for sales. Uh, I forget. It's like G O C or G O. Oh, G O G. Yeah, they're pretty good with that sales stuff. Mm-hmm. That's owned by uh, CD Projekt Red. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but yep. Well, you know, 
in conclusion, fuck both companies because they suck. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, as I, I, I say, as I have my, you know, iPhone and iPad and all my other Apple products over here <laughs> table for recording the podcast. Uh, if people yeah, yeah, want to stab themselves in the leg, I, I say go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the problem is, is I, don't, I don't hate. I don't hate their uh I don't hate the iPhone and I don't hate the iPad stuff. Like I like it cuz they're simple and easy to use, but mm-hmm. I will say that yeah, some of their practices are bullshit, but I'm also like not going to not buy something that's convenient for me. Yeah. I will argue yeah. like the iPhone, you know, iPhone and Android, like you can't go wrong either way. You know, I know there's some things that are, you know, better on Android versus the iPhone, but I will say you probably can't find a better tablet than the iPad. If you're just looking for a tablet, yeah, Apple tablets are pretty pretty dope. But um, anyway, I also heard MacBooks are easier to code on. I have a buddy who's a coder, and like he mm-hmm. bought, it's like those are apparently very coding friendly. And so there, I know I know Macs are better for like creative. Yeah, uh, like I've been I've been looking at getting one uh, just because I've I've started doing music production, and I've been wanting to get a Mac for that. So, but. Um, so yeah, the next one, this will probably just be a quick, uh, quick little talk, uh, but the Lego Mario 64 set got revealed. I'm really, really excited for that. I already told it comes out October 1st and and it's cheaper than the Mario 35th anniversary set, which was like $250. (laughs) This one's 170. Um, it looks freaking sick. It's It's got, it's got, it's got four levels. Um, four miniaturized versions of of the super. So it's got Peach's Castle. It's got the Bomb on Hill. Um, it's got that stupid lava level from the basement, um, where you burn your ass half the time, and you can surf on the Koopa shell in there. And then it has this. Oh, the penguin one. Yeah, the penguin. The, the penguin level, so you can eat the penguin off the off the cliff in Lego. Um, and so you know, Nintendo. I guess they're not big on doing traditional minifigs or anything for Mario characters, so they're just little block pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, for him, but it still looks really neat and it's foldable and like you kind of open it. And I'm like, I was like, I gotta have it. I told my wife I want it for Christmas like really bad. I was like, I'm gonna keep reminding her. It was like October first, and they have a Lego store right by my in laws' house, so like that's how we got the 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 35th one because it was always sold online. But I was like, whatever you gotta do, that's what I want. Like make it happen. <laughs> I want it. I I don't know if I can justify dropping that much money on it, but I want it bad. I build everything. I, I've dropped so much money on Lego. It's I don't even care. That's the one thing. I might not do it for a retro game, but fuck it. I'll do it for Lego. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like doesn't that also come out around the same time as Metroid Dread and the Switch OLED? I'm <laughs> pretty sure yes. I, I, still still know. I don't know if those come out on the same day, but it's uh, it's they come out. Because I know Metroid Dread and uh, the Switch OLED have come out on October 4th. So yeah, I... no, the, the, the Lego set is officially October 1st, that Friday. Um, so. Yeah, so then, so what they're basically saying is, is that, that the first, like, one or two weeks of, of October are going to be Nintendo's weeks for sales. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Metroid Dread comes out October 8th, so a week later. Um, so I just double check the release date but yeah it's like so october 1st you get the super mario 64 lego set then on the 8th a week later you get metroid um so 
Yeah, I'm really excited for it. The only thing I'm disappointed about with Nintendo is I wish they would do Zelda Lego sets. Like, the Zelda 35th anniversary, I feel like we got really conned compared to the... We did. Mario 1. Like, we get a Game & Watch, which is neat. I pre-ordered the Game & Watch for it, but, like, they should have done a hell of a lot more. We should have gotten more coin and pin sets, and they should have done a Lego set for Zelda. Like, yeah. they, they should have treated it just as well. Like, I don't well, care and, about it. And we didn't even get, like, a Zelda console. Like, Mario got a console. Yeah, I know. We didn't get but, a Zelda. I think they're going to do a Zelda uh, Switch OLED next year. For yeah, while I could see that. I could see I, that. I see that happening at the tail end of the, the thing. I would not be surprised yeah. if in the Nintendo Direct that happens in like January, they're like, hey, here's a Zelda Switch OLED. I was like, shit, I'm going to go buy it now. And then my wife yeah. decided like, I promise I'll sell my launch switch. <laughs> I have one. I have, I have an OLED pre ordered. I, I, I probably need to cancel it. I think I was supposed to cancel it. I'll have to ask my wife. I can't remember, but. I'm buying the docking station because it's sixty bucks from the Nintendo store. Like you can just buy it directly from Nintendo, and it's sixty bucks. Yeah, you see, I'm so. I mostly play in handheld, so I thought that it it would be worth the upgrade. But I, uh, I switch. Eh. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? I don't know. I was it. It was a pun. Oh, sorry. I missed it for you, a second. You you, you switch. Oh yeah, I, I technically yes I do. But, um... the, the worst part is that I was thinking that joke and then you said it and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> um, um, I'm not gonna get into that part of my life, but you know, whatever you gotta do. I mean, we talked about Seth Rogen being hot last week. It's all good. There's all the talking about like separate snaps as well. Just, just, just give me like a like a break of silence and a clap, and it makes it easier to cut out. So, <laughs> but. Uh... Well, are you guys ready to get into uh, the Sony sort uh, showcase? Oh, yeah, I'm excited, man. That showcase was freaking so. Amazing. It was. Um, so I'm thinking we we didn't get a chance to do it with Gamescom because uh, we had something come up. But uh, when when that one came out, we were talking about doing like a smash or pass kind of kind of thing where I'll throw out the announcement and then we can we can. We just already vote. just agreed to pass on GTA Five again because that's just stupid. Yeah, I'll I'll mention it. There, the GTA Five has a release date. Nobody cares. It's not GTA Six. Quit giving us the same game. Yeah, like that. Um, I need to die. I, I I was suckered enough to get the PS4 version, and I I because I absolutely love the PS3 version. I'm like, okay, I'll play it again. Mm -hmm. That's fine. <laughs> and it's just like it's not a game I could feel I could replay. <laughs> No, it was okay. So the PS3 one came out in like 2013, and the PS4 mm -hmm. came out in 2013. So I understood like when they released like an updated version like a year later. That's fine. Yeah. Like I have no problem with that if it's like right on the borderline of a generation. If you want to release release an updated version, but by this time it was like that. That's enough. Yeah, it's like Skyrim. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Well, like, I, I, I didn't... Skyrim. I hope continues this forever, just because of the meme now. It, it is kind of funny, but uh, yeah. Well, and at this point, I mean, Skyrim's the last uh, Elder Scrolls game we're going to get on PlayStation. Yeah, we're have to I, play them on Xbox yeah, now. That's sad, but it's which I, I honestly kind of prefer them on Xbox. But uh, I, I just well, they, they've always been Xbox friendly in the past, so it's it's part of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. I mean Bethesda's. Yeah, Bethesda has been a little more. Xbox friendly than PlayStation friendly, so I mean, in in that regard, yeah. Well, for the longest time, it's like they had the exclusivity deals uh, for the DLC, 
Yeah. Yeah, and like the PlayStation, you had to basically wait if you wanted the deal because they botched the PS3 DLC like really mm-hmm. bad. Like, well, the, they like, they the they botched the PS3 Skyrim launch. That game was completely busted and unplayable. Yeah, I bought the it, game of the year edition years. Ago. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah the the original release had a data leak, so yeah. every every step you took, every everything you did, added memory to your save file. And your save file would get too big, the console would crash and it couldn't load. Yeah, um, I never encountered that. I put mm-hmm. hours and hours on that game. Yeah, they, it was, they fixed it, but yeah, they did fix it. They well, oh, okay. The, when when it launched and the 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 problem was discovered, they basically said, "We'll fix it eventually," but but shut the fuck up. Like it's yeah. not going to happen and, anytime soon. You and then I ended up playing the, play the game for like an hour and was like, <laughs> I literally played that game for an hour. I was like, I don't even like this. I'm done. Well, it, I worked at a at like a video music bookstore. It's like one of those combo stores. It was a local one um, at the time that that game came out, and I would I would actively tell people not to buy the PS3 copy. <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess I, right. I would have stopped going there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I guess so. Are we just gonna go in order? Uh, I'm gonna go kind of try to go in order. I have I have the article that I posted pulled up, uh, and right. I'm starting at the bottom of the page because the the big announcements are at the top of the page. That's fair. Just whatever you gotta do. Yep. So uh, I'm pretty sure this one's gonna be a unanimous pass. Radiohead and Epic Games tease mysterious collaboration. Yes, pass. It's don't pass. Uh, I, I think Radiohead's music related, and I've never been a music person. Yeah, they, they are and, they are a band, yes. Yes, they are a band, and I don't care about Epic Games. They can suck a dick, so. Um. All right. Uh, okay. Free-to-play Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt is arriving nope. on PS5 later this year. Didn't give a shit enough to care about that. I was kind of excited until I learned it was multiplayer. Yeah, it looked like an interesting concept. Like, yeah, it's a battle royale, too. It's not only online, it's battle royale online. Yeah, so. guns, pass, fuck it. To be honest, when I first saw this, I thought it was the that vampire sequel that was teased like last year. But oh, I the like, uh, was yeah, it Vampire like, Masquerade Two? Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. it was that game, but then I saw that it was like a like a spinoff, like Battle Royale, and it just like turned me off completely. Yeah, I was kind of hoping it was going to be like some vamp- before they realized it was multiplayer, and I saw the class system. I was like, it'd be kind of cool. If this is like a vampire like RPG type shit. And I was like, I could get into that. And then I looked at, mm-hmm. it, I was like, okay, just, no. I'm well, that's what uh, that's what Vampire the Masquerade is. Is like a vampire RPG. I was saying that heard of it. So. It it was big on PC. The first one was. The second one will come to consoles. But um, All right. what's the next so, uh Death Loop trailer. Fuck wanna, death. We've already talked about Deathloop enough. No, pass. I, I want to say, say one thing about Deathloop because I had a realization and I don't know if it's just I was stupid or if I just didn't, if, if nobody caught it. So we've, we, we've heard about Deathloop at every single event, pretty much. Oh, I see where you're going with this. And it's been the exact same goddamn trailer every single time. It's because the game's about a time loop. And he's stuck yeah. in the time loop having to do the same day over and over and over. It's just a big marketing scheme. I, I can appreciate that, but uh, they, they need to make it a little more interesting. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate the idea. It's a good idea because if done right, everybody will freak out and be like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. But they didn't do it right. So it's like somebody's yeah. trying to pull out their inner Kojima, but they're not Kojima. 
No, it it doesn't work. It, it it just all it did was sour me on the game more, and I kind of looked at it and I'm like, no, I'm done. Yeah, they yeah. soured me on the game personally. Uh, everything I've heard from like the people that have gotten the early early copies is that it's really good, but sure it is. But uh, I don't like the know. way they marketed it, and it just didn't seem like a concept I'd enjoy. So I was like, I'm done. Yeah. But that also just doesn't do it for me as a company, and it's just me. I'm not saying their games are bad, but they they really just don't do it for me. Except for Dishonored. Dishonored is the only game by them I personally enjoyed. Yeah. So, um, what's next? Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy gets another trailer. We don't need to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. We don't need to talk about it more. I'm excited for it. Like yeah. I want, I'm going to ask for it for Christmas. I think it's going to be a fun game, but I don't need to spend extensive time talking about it when we already talked yeah. about it previously on the podcast. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I'm absolutely like they didn't need another trailer. Like the game was already like if you didn't if you weren't sold on the first trailer, like why? Yeah, we like, they spent 15 minutes doing gameplay in the trailer. Well, like, and. It it comes out next month. Like we yeah. don't need it, you announced. They announced it what in August. Yeah. We don't need this many trailers when it's coming out in October. Just give us like one, and that will be fine. Yeah, yeah, that's all I need. So, all right, next game. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. That looks interesting. Trailer. This one looked very oh. interesting. Yeah, it's not at all what I expected this game to be. I did not either. Who's making it again? I know it's, there's been a shroud of mystery around it. I forgot who's making it. Well, um, it was that a. It was that one E three girl, like uh, the one, like the one that everybody was like loving. I think Rhea Nakamura. Had, yeah, Nagamora. Like she was originally working on this game because she had originally announced it on E three. I think in like two thousand eighteen or something. But then she left the project to I think to work on other stuff. Now it's I think it's it's still Bethesda. But I don't really know who exactly is working on it. I was wondering if it was Bethesda that had gotten to. And this is so Bethesda, this will be, is Ghostwire going to be Bethesda's last game on PlayStation then? I don't think, I don't know if it's Bethesda that's doing it, is it? Yeah, it is Bethesda. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, Bethesda's involved in it. Yeah, so, but that'll be probably be its last PlayStation game. I think maybe minus Indiana Jones because I think it's uh, Bethesda's the publisher, they're not the developer. Oh, okay. uh, Tang- Tango Gameworks is the developer. Oh, uh, okay. That's why it can be on PlayStation because Bethesda's not involved in development. Okay. Yeah. But they own, but, but they actually, but the studio is owned by the same like company that owns all the Bethesda studios. So that, so I think Tango now belongs to Microsoft, but they're mm-hmm. honoring the, the contract of having it being released exclusively on the on PlayStation and PC. So, uh, that could be a little better than they bought Bethesda said they had to honor all previous contracts. Yeah, like, yeah. Microsoft has been pretty. I'd say one of the most friendly publishers for third party. Like they, they, you see their games on multiple platforms. Yeah, I mean it's fine. I have no complaints about it. They've handled it very well. I can't bitch at Microsoft for how I've like. Yeah. I didn't agree with the acquisition, but at least they've handled it well. So I'll give them props for that. They weren't like. Okay, we're cutting everything real quick. They're like, okay, we'll mm-hmm. keep the existing contracts. So these games can be multi-platform. It's fine. The only other game I think that might end up being multi-platform is Indiana Jones. That's because Disney has control of that. Yeah. So one well, and the games that are that are gonna be Xbox exclusive aren't even coming out for another couple of years. Yeah. It's so like I think that's a good thing. And I mean, Starfield comes out next year. That's Starfield is, is Xbox exclusive, though. They didn't yeah, it is. That is Xbox exclusive. And I didn't then, know it was next yeah. year. I thought it was uh, 2023. 
No, uh, it was 2022. Um, they don't yeah. have a specific date, but they did say it was coming they out. They do. Next year. It's November 22nd, 2022. Oh, my bad. All right. They did have a release date. So, yeah, Starfield, that was like the one that I think a lot of people were very intrigued about at the time. But um, anyway, to Ghostwire. <laughs> yeah, it looked cool. It does. It um, looks very fascinating. I'm curious to see more about it because I know it's a game I've heard about so much and people are like, we don't know what it is. It was, it was like, I remember when it was, the conversation was, Back then, it was what the hell's Ghost of Tsushima, and then what the hell's Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, and they were both talked in about in the same concept, and so then we found out what Ghost of Tsushima was, and it was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ghostwire looks really intriguing, and I want I want to see some more of it. Yeah, so it sounds fascinating. Uh, next game. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this pronunciation. Tachia. Yeah, Oh, that one, yeah. Uh, it's a game inspired by New Caledonia, and your soul can jump into animals. It's kind of like a, it's a 3D platformer kind of looking game. Uh, yeah. Music, music inspired. Uh, the character uses a ukulele to influence the world, and you can jump into objects or animals. And that's adorable. It it looks like a fun little, you know. I, I say budget title, not in a derogatory way, but yeah, like a you know, yeah. I think it looks interesting. Um, I don't know. Like, I'd like to see more of it. Um, it is something I could definitely see myself buying. I don't know if I just I I throw my money out to pre-order it, but I think it's something mm-hmm. I might eventually pick up. I decide, you know what? I'd like to see it. Looks looks cute, adorable, mm-hmm. fun. I think it'll be a I think it'll be a neat little game. I'll I'll probably pick it up. Uh, just because I think my wife will want to play it. Yeah, I mean, so. maybe mine, 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 mine might like be curious about it too. I don't know. I'm I'm fascinated by it. Um. You know what? If I see a little bit more about it, I might pick it up at some point. Um, I don't think I'd rush to it. It just depends on what else is coming out around it. You know, yeah, if I don't it's a wide we... open thing, I might jump on it. Mm. I don't think we got a release date for it. I think it was just no. Like we, did, we didn't get a release date for like really anything during this presentation. We just <laughs> we got a couple windows or, um, or nothing at all. So, um, yeah. What else? Uh, Gran Turismo Seven. I don't care about Gran Turismo 7. I'm really excited for the fans. I don't like realistic racing games. It looks phenomenal for those that are a big fan of it. It looks gorgeous. I know a lot of people are hyped for it, and I think Gran Turismo fans have a lot to look forward to. Yeah, it, it looks, looks good. good. I, I'm, I'll probably pick it up, but I'm going to be honest, Forza looks better. <laughs> well, I think that's a general consensus with most racing fans is the Forza is the better of the two. Yeah, I understand that Xbox has found a way to the realistic racing market is they they're kind of the kings of that that particular market. I hear Gran Turismo still does well, but um, I know it's I, I, I have heard it had trouble competing with Forza, but they also pump a Forza game out like every year, whereas like Gran mm-hmm. Turismo is like every five years. I don't even do we even get a new. What was Gran Turismo six on? Was that on PS3? No, no. True, yeah, because the Gran Turismo Sport was the PS4 one. Yeah, so we didn't even get a numbered. No, we didn't. We got like <laughs> a spinoff, which I don't think was received as well. Um, I think yeah, Gran Turismo yeah. fans were disappointed with Sport, but yeah, six was PS3 because five and six both came out on PS3, and then I think three and four were PS2 games, and one and two were PS1 games. So yeah, this would be the first numbered one since the PS3 on six. So it's been like. I don't know, eight at least eight years. It's been yeah, it's been a long time, but yeah. Uh Alan Wake remastered. Yes. yes. 
Well, I, I heard it's a good game. I know it was a 360 game. A lot of people are really excited about it. I don't know much about it, but everyone says it's damn good. It, you need to the, play it. It's the game I tell everybody, like, this is why you have to have an Xbox. Yeah. Uh, did they tell us consoles on this one? Or I guess it, that I guess yeah, it's coming yeah, out on PlayStation because this is everything. a PlayStation it's event. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, yeah, they said it was coming out on everything, so it's like PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and mm-hmm. all that. You, go ahead, you yeah, this is, you need to play this one, Brad, and go ahead, Eric. <laughs> I don't know, I was going to mention that as well. Like, I think specifically it's going to be on the Epic Games Store since they have, like, a deal. With, oh, for PC? Uh, yeah. Because, like, they did that with Control as well, so... Eh, it'll be interesting. I don't know if I'm going to play it or not, but it looks interesting. Enough, it is. Um, if everyone says it's good, I might I might pick it up at some point. Like, I might have it, to jump into it. It's still, to this day, like, uh, my favorite of the... of their games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quantum Break 2, though, is really... Quantum Break was pretty good, yeah. But Alan Wake's definitely the best, and it's I would say it's one of the best games on the 360. I didn't even know it was good. I remember seeing it like cheap and like I'd say it's uh, the Xbox, like Quantum Break and uh, Alan Wake are the two reasons to get Xbox for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, All right, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. I can pass on that one. I don't like. I don't play shooters, first-person shooter, online first-person shooters anymore. I'm sure Rainbow Six fans will be fun. Have yeah. Fun with it, but I don't think there's much to say about it. It's Rainbow Six. I hadn't played Rainbow Six since Vegas, so. So, all right, next game. Uh, Uncharted 4, Thief's End, and Lost Legacy remastered. I mean, it's good for the PS5 fans can play those two. I know that, the, you know, the trilogy made it to the PS4. It's neat to see these two on the PS5. They're, Uncharted 4 was a 10 out of 10 game for me. I thought it was my favorite in the series. And un, and Lost Legacy is an underrated title in there, and it's a solid 9 out of 10. I had a lot of fun with it. I hadn't played so, either one of them, so. I would pick it up then. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved 4 to death. And like I said, Lost Legacy was a neat little game. It, was, it wasn't even released at full price. It was like a $40 spinoff because it's shorter, but it was hella, it had a lot of good content in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, if you so, got like the uh, like the season pass for Uncharted Four, you could have gotten Lost Legacy for free, from what I understood. Yeah, so um, it's good. I I definitely recommend it. If you haven't played it, I would pick it up. Mm-hmm. I, I was excited for it myself, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. But it's I, I fully think that it was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, I, we we didn't. It, you know, remastering things from before the PS4. I think it's good. Remastering things that were on the PS4, I'm like, okay, did we really need this? Yeah, it was kind of past the port stage for me. I mean, I personally thought they should have maybe waited if they wanted to put every single Uncharted game on PS5 in, like, one massive collection like they used to do with, like, the God of War saga. Yeah, that would have been all right. Mm-hmm. I, I would have been down for that. And I thought they should have done it in a couple of years, like, just ported all of Uncharted to the 5 and with all the content. Because I miss when Sony would do that. When Sony did the PS3, one of their biggest comebacks late in the PS3, when they started doing those massive collections of all their bangers. Mm-hmm. And they were uh, like Cooper, Ratchet so and Clank, Jack yes. and Daxter. Cooper, all I discovered all those games because of those reboots. Yeah. I think Sony needs to go back to those. And I think Sony needs to even like take some of the ones they did on the PS3 and even do PS5 updates for them. It'd be really cool mm-hmm. if they did collections again. I think that would bring a lot of love. I also think it might get us a Jack 4 if they brought the Jack collections back. 
Um, it, so it could. I don't think. I don't think that's going to happen though. Since they well, they released them digitally. Yeah. They did bring Jack to the PS4 digitally, but. No, they did physical copies of them too through Limited, limited Run. Did physical copies. Yeah, and I know oh, Sony cool. did. Limited Run brought them back. <laughs> yeah. I missed out on those. I was going to get all of the. I was. I tried to pre-order them, and I missed the pre-order for the first one. I was like, I was trying to get the collector's edition for all of them, but when I missed one, I said, no, I'm not going I, to I didn't find out about them until, like, the final of the three games, so I was like, ah, okay. Yeah, it was too late <laughs> for me to do it. Also, I found that Limited Run takes fucking forever to ship shit. I pre-ordered Republic Commando and Bug Fables, and I still don't have them. Yeah, they um, take yeah. a long time. I've heard um, good things about Bug Fables. I've been wanting to play it. Bug Babels is really good. I bought I, when I bought the digital copy of it uh, last year. I played the shit out of it. And if you like the Thousand Year Door, it's like the Paper Mario game you've been waiting for. I've never played Thousand Year Door. The only well, Paper I, Mario game I've played is the new one. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> the new one's like the worst one in my. Yeah, opinion. they are. You are just God. Bless America. <laughs> and it's so expensive now. I you know yeah, well, that's your fault. So yeah, it is now, my fault. Nintendo's fault for not even having digital virtual console versions of it but um i'm not getting into that um <laughs> but anyway bug fables is really good uh it, it was it's a hell of a good indie title their literal goal with it was like we want paper mario in the thousand year door again so they just made bug fables to give us like that type what's so, uh, what's uh bug fables on uh it's on everything but I mean, like a little more specific than. Oh, everything. sorry. I'm say it's on. It should be on PC, Switch, and PS4. I don't think it's on Xbox. Okay, I'll have to yeah. check it out. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's really good. Um, I played it on Switch because I I personally thought the Switch was the best way to play it. If you liked Paper Mario, it was like I wanted to play on that traditional standpoint. PS4 uh, has but... trophies though, so. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a sucker for trophies. Uh, I am well, too, <laughs> and, and I'm saying that as a Nintendo person. Like, I I go to PlayStation just because trophies. That's fair. I I'm not I'm not the biggest trophy fan, even though I do go for them on occasion. But that's fair. I'm not, but... I'm not even a hunter. I just I like to just kind of like have a record of all my pro- progress and efforts and. I don't blame you. Yeah, so the PS, but yeah, there's a PS4 copy of it. So like, I bought the standard edition. They had a cool collector's edition, but I was like, eh, I just wanted a physical copy of it because I liked it. So, um, and then Republic Commando. My goal for that was when I heard it came out digitally, I was like, I don't want to pay for a digital copy of it. I want a physical copy. And they said, Hey, we're doing a physical copy. I was like, I'm in. Yeah, but limited run is a little brutal with the. Their pre-orders are ridiculous. Yeah, I, I didn't realize. I, I pre-ordered Erica like uh, in January, I think. It's still not here. Yeah, yeah I pre-ordered it takes forever. Guys. Yeah, I pre-ordered the shit in June. Um, well, and, and if you don't, if you don't get on the pre-order right away, you don't, you just don't get it. Like it, it sells out so quick. Yeah, luckily the Bug Fables and Republic Commando actually sat for a bit. Like they weren't hard to get. Um, so when I I was waiting for them and. It was worth it. Like, I try to get physical as much as I can. And Bug Fables, I don't care when it arrives. I've already beaten the game. I just wanted a copy for the collection. Um, just for keepsake, in case, you know. Because digital's not forever, in my opinion. And Republic Commando is because I never experienced it, and I went all in on it. And I was like, I wanted to I wanted to play it this year, but I don't think I'm going to get to. It's oh. It was good. It was hard, from what I remember. Yeah, anyway. It was the first so. time it was on PlayStation 2, because it was an original Xbox exclusive, like a lot of yep. Star Wars games were. So, anyway, we'll get to that here in a little bit too. Yeah, all right, go ahead. All right, uh, Forspoken trailer shows off that the. Looks, 
That looks fun. Um, I'm very yeah. interested in it. The trailer looked oh. interesting. It was clearly alpha footage, though. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because it was, it was the animations were a bit rough, um, and some of the gameplay looked a little rough. The environments mm. look beautiful, but I'm curious to see. The story looks interesting, and I think it's something I'm definitely going to want to pick up. Oh yeah, I, I think I'm going to pick it up day one. I'm really intrigued um, by the general premise presented in the trailer, where you're playing a very modern, everyday person that gets sucked into this fantasy world. I know. I think that's what's really neat about it. I think it's going to help make players like be like, "This is what it'd be like if we could do this." You know, I think it's going to yeah, because cool. that's like a childhood uh, fantasy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Never really goes away. Exactly. It's kind of cool to, yeah, just to see someone wearing like casual jeans and a t shirt and you're going around like in a fantasy world just doing shit. I'm like, man, this is what I would have wanted to do when I was a kid. It's <laughs> it's totally cool. Yeah, it looks really good. So yeah, I, I can see myself jumping on that day one for sure. I'm I'm excited to see more and I'm excited to see what's gonna look like fully polished. Yeah. Well, it's so. coming out spring twenty twenty two, unless they delay it. So I mean they they're they're probably maybe out of alpha but they're not they're definitely nowhere near being done yet no definitely not that footage show that they still got some polishing to work to do and some some tinkering and stuff but i i looks the world rendered look gorgeous though like that mm -hmm. that that sold me pretty well that they got the world done right but yeah it sounds like they got to work on just character animations and gameplay yeah so, i know it, it, some of it was a little janky yeah but the... it still looks really good and i'm, I'm mm -hmm. really excited for it so um i'm curious Honestly, I'll be honest, that, that gameplay kind of turned me off completely for that game. It just, it did not interest me at all. And to be honest, the character models for at least, like, the main character, she looked really out of place, which I guess is, like, their intention since she's, like, a modern everyday person. But, I don't know, just nothing about that game really said that it was, like, that I need to play it. It just looks... You are choosing violence again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be... I'm, I'm going to probably be choosing violence for, like, the entirety of this uh, showcase conversation, so that's why I've just been kind of silent. And tune in next week when we've... Uh, ha with Eric's replacement. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get uh, Eric with a C. Yeah. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Uh, man. All right, uh, next? So up next, we got Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Okay, I know a lot of people are soured on Borderlands, but that looks fucking fantastic to me. Like, I'm excited. I'm going to pre-order the shit out of that. I... That's something I'll pick up at some point, but, uh, mm -hmm. like, it looks fantastic. Just, like, I think I was a little burnt after doing three. I, that's fair. I didn't even do the DLC for three, which is funny because mm. I want the deluxe edition with the season pass, and I ended up not playing the DLC. Like by then, I'd moved on to other stuff, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's right, there was DLC for that." I was like, "I need to stop buying games with DLC because I'm never gonna play it." Mm -hmm. uh, I but, like uh, the concept of this I, one. I like Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. That was my favorite Borderlands DLC ever. One of my favorite DLCs, period. And, oh, that was like, a good DLC, yeah. And and like the idea that there's just a whole game revolved around like D and D world. Of Craft jabs and all types of shit. I'm like, this is this is my game, and, and more butt stallion. I love, I fucking love butt stallion. Um, <laughs> the only thing I'll criticize for it is, and it's actually not the game itself. It's how they're doing uh, the additions of pre-orders. So they have like GameStop has an exclusive like what it would be like what you consider a collector's edition, but there's no game that comes with it, and it's a hundred dollars, and you still have to buy the game separately. It's like so you're selling a collector's like edition, but without the game. So it's like I gotta pay sixty dollars for the game, and if I wanted all the collector's edition shit, I gotta pay a hundred dollars separately for that. I was like, what the fuck? But um, 
Anyway, I'm going to end up pre-ordering it anyway. It looks hella fun. I love Tiny Tina anyway, and I'm glad it's child Tiny Tina and not adult Tiny Tina. So, adult <laughs> Tiny Tina didn't for me as much. Yeah, I'm probably going to play it after I play through the other Borderlands games. I already got the Borderlands 1 and 2 and the pre-sequel on Switch. So, so I'm going to probably... Yeah, I know, but I'm still going to play it because I just want to see what if it... It's like to say, but I already played for the entire season. And yeah, then no, if, uh, it's terrible. I just wish it was good. Um, yeah, but I'm gonna probably play that event. Probably play through Borderlands Three because I I wanted to play that game on at launch with Jasmine because she's a huge Borderlands fan, and I really wanted to play it with her. But yeah, circumstances and all that. So now I'm just gonna wait until I can get the game on sale. But I want to go through all the other games. Hands yeah, they're all really good. Like I played, I one and two, I played through like all the DLC, um, yeah. for and like the first one I co-op with my brother and it was a hell of a lot of fun. And the second one, the others I soloed, but um, because he went on to yeah. play with his friends, I had no friends to play with when they were out. But um, they're really fun. Like I love them. Borderlands Two is one of the best games like I've ever played. Um, the characters, the humor, and the story were phenomenal. Like the series, like just really really did something magical with two and three was still fun but there were a few things that i found out they like they cut out some scenes that would have like made three like a lot better so, yeah i mean um, i played three too it's just that the problem is, is like i always played them with co-op with some friends so i was yeah. playing with a buddy of mine because we were going to play for the entire gang together but then things happened and we had and like he got busy so i wasn't able to play that and a couple other friends wanted me to join them on borderlands but then they just never wanted to get on and play so it's just like i was like playing under the playstation on, the, on my playstation i was going to try to do it myself but then i got into two different co-op sessions where i used two different characters neither neither person that i was playing with was ever available and now i'm just going to go ahead and just solo it because it's a lot easier to do that now than it is to try to like like play a co-op even though it is a lot of fun but i don't know <laughs> oh man but honestly, that game's going to be a, a lot of fun, at least from what I played. But it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the games also play out as well, especially the first one. Yeah, the first one's fun. Like, I enjoyed it. Like, it doesn't have the... doesn't have, like, the epic narrative of the of the second one, but it's still a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I had a hell of a lot of fun. The DLCs were really good. Um, had a Claptrap DLC that was really funny. Um, but um yeah then yeah the second one i think is the best one and and three was still fun the pre-sequel i was just like it was a literal cash grab that was like not even it just wasn't remotely fun like it it was unnecessary and it was pointless like it bridged some gaps between one and two but like i was like i don't even think i care i didn't care enough about the story to do it and some of the side quests were horrid i remember when i finished that game i was like gross so but Anyway, all right, what's next? Project Eve. That looks interesting, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, yeah it, it looks definitely good. looks interesting. I, um, um, when I saw the title, when I saw the title for it, uh, my, my mind instantly went to Parasite Eve. I was like, I oh, thought, dude, <laughs> is it some type of Parasite Eve successor, or is it something related to it? Like, I, I was wondering, too, if they were doing something with Parasite Eve, and it doesn't, it looks like it's its own thing. But, yeah, that that series is dead. It's never coming back. No, <laughs> care. Third birthday was awful, so it's just dead. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but it looks very fascinating. The combat looked interesting. Um, the concept looks good. So I'm I'm curious to see more about it. It's definitely something I could see myself jumping on. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, the game the gameplay already looked really really good. Yeah, I, I like it. It's a, it's a nice, fun action thing. It looks like you have a combination of a little bit of a hack and slash parry system going on. So looks like yeah, you can go it, ways. It looks like the next IP in the in the Devil May Cry type of gameplay universe. Yeah, yeah. that's something. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't look like it looks like it's going to be friendly to all people. So with multiple styles to go at. So I think it'll be great. So. Honestly, I wasn't really that interested in that. God damn it, Eric! <laughs> it, the, the thing that's even more ironic is that that would be a game that's up my alley because I love hack and slash style games. This game just did nothing for me. Like, if I'm being honest, the game, the combat looked borderline generic to me. Like, I need to see more of the combat, like, say, seeing if, like, how the combos are actually going to be, how the, the aerial combat is going to be as well, because I don't like games that just have, like, combat systems, but they don't even bother to add, like, an aerial combat as well. So, you know, I'm just going to see what happens here. The, act- the actual game itself looks good, but it just doesn't, this doesn't really happen. I think I'm one of the few combat. people that uh, has no issues with generic combat, if it's fun. <laughs> I don't either. I, I, I have a lot of fun. I don't need combat to be, like, really, really advanced or, like, complicated or anything. Look, I'm fine. Uh, I'll, ta- I'll take a million clones that are fun. Yeah. over like innovation every single time i mean i'm not looking for innovation i'm just looking for something a bit more than just like just like the same just button matching the same combo over and over again because eric are we like, friends after this podcast i'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> say this much as a response is that uh every sonic game is the same oh. i mean that's, that's, that's fine. i mean to be fun is that you're not even lying there that's why they have been pretty bad as a recent but, so you, it's just a bias thing where you you're not interested in this particular combat uh, formula. Well, because I need to see more of it, because like it's just like what they showed to me right now just doesn't really interest me. Like, if, because like uh, if they show like different weapons, like different kind of styles, like a different style that they probably could do, then yeah, I'll probably get a bit more interested in it. But it's just like what they show me at the moment, it just doesn't like look interesting to me. It was more of the story they're trying to showcase. Yeah, the story looks very interesting, but uh, it's okay. I just like giving Eric shit. Eric's who, entitled. Who to hurt you, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I literally, like, I li- like, the funny thing is, I wasn't, go- I was going in there with absolutely no expectations whatsoever. <laughs> it's showcased. <laughs> like, I saw everybody else excited for it, and I was just like, you know, like, I'm just going to go see what's, what, what's going on, and just like, Nothing really like sold me, but that's because that's more so just like the games that they have shown from that from this entire showcase hasn't really been for me like uh, super crazy. Even though like a lot of them would be up. Doom game, you would have creamed your pants, and then that that would have been you would have talked about it for uh, three weeks straight. I mean, well, well, we're getting ready to get to that. I'm not saying that this that this game showcase was a disappoint was completely disappointing for me. It's just that I just need to see more of this. More than anything else, oh, no, the actual idea—it's—it's it's too much. Because I'll be honest, what I really like about Project Eve is the enemy designs. Because like I saw some of the screenshots for like some of the enemies you're gonna fight. I will be honest, that actually looks really, really cool. Yeah, it's 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 very fascinating. So, uh, what's on our next game before we before Eric accidentally gets himself killed? 
Uh, he, this one might might be it too. Uh, Marvel's Wolverine. So that's fucking yeah. I couldn't even believe they got the rights to work on that. that like I knew Spider Man was by Tony, but I did not expect Wolverine to be the next one. Like, that oh, was absolutely crazy. I did I not expect it. it. I really um, did. I was like, oh so, my god. <laughs> it's uh and it's being directed by the uh, two guys who did Miles Morales. Oh, oh amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's and you know it's gonna be rated M. You know that's gonna be the oh, it, it, if it's not, they've done something wrong. I know. I am so <laughs> no, no, it's it's already confirmed that it's gonna be a mature game. Oh, that's okay. perfect. I can't wait because like you're gonna get to the combo kills you're gonna do with Wolverine. It's gonna be insane what you're gonna what, do. What was funny is that like I didn't see that it was Insomniac. So I, when I saw the Wolverine reveal, I'm like, the the trailer didn't do anything for me because it it's like okay, it's just a par a bar, and then you see his Wolverine's claws come out, and I'm like, oh okay. You see, I, <laughs> but but I, then I, I saw people on Twitter saying like, hey, it's Insomniac, and I, I my, immediately my tune changed because I'm like, if anybody can do a Wolverine game, it's them. Oh. Yeah, I, Insomniac mm-hmm. is like the studio that never sleeps now. They're working on literally everything, and they're all bangers, too. Well, Every game they pumped yeah. out frequently, and mm-hmm. banger after banger after banger. Oh, just, for sure. They, they, because before they were, they were a good studio, but they were never like, you know, like top tier. I would argue that Insomniac might be the I, best I, game I would, studio. I'd uh, say take that back. Yeah, Insomniac is Sony's best studio. I don't care what anybody says. Insomniac like, makes Sony's best games, right? The original Ratchet and Clank was a uh, phenomenal. Oh, Ratchet those were good. Was a Ten out of ten game, and I don't even give games like ten that. Out ten, like ten out of ten. <laughs> it was. It was fucking phenomenal. It was just Ratchet and Clank was the example of not only did they innovate the. The, that style with with the graphical updates and like the stuff you could do with the riffs but it was just fun and that's what was beautiful about it it was just pure unadulterated fun like and that's just what's what a video game is supposed to be fun and insomniac just knows how to make fun games they they've shown with some of their more mature games they can make deep narratives but then they have games like ratchet and clank yeah you have a story in there but they mm-hmm. also just make them fun like you just don't want to stop playing yeah and i just God, and yeah, they're going to do a Wolverine game right, and I, I really mm-hmm. do think they are Sony's best studio, and I think they're one of the best gaming studios out there right now. They're the one of the few that I can say they have do- they can do no wrong. Yeah. So... Well, and uh, when uh, I, I, was, I was like Frank, when I saw the I saw Insomniac at the beginning of the trailer, and I thought, oh, this is going to be something. I thought it was going to be a different game. And it starts loading, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, is this Wolverine? This looks like Wolverine. But there's no way this this yeah. the, the, the claws come out and I'm like oh my gosh yes okay I just I I, I was shocked I I understood how they got Spider Man because Sony technically owns the rights to Spider Man in, in, in that media form non comic book form so I was like okay that makes sense Wolverine I was like well technically Disney does own the rights sales because they bought Fox and all that other stuff I didn't know where the rights get but then it's something I get it maybe Disney was like hey you guys did Spider Man really well like here Wolverine <laughs> yeah well that's like I mean, the movie have... franchise uh, the game franchise is rights are a little different i think isn't it yeah it is it's um like marvel still owns like the rights to like the characters for video games and the way how i understood it is that they approached insomniac and they said they could choose any of them here that they wanted to the reason we got spider-man is because insomniac wanted to make a spider-man game same as how they wanted to make the wolverine game all i can say is is that this game is about to be very very fun (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i know i can't i'm uh, i was so excited i couldn't even bl- that was one of the things i didn't do you know it was like you know the presentation which was 
you know, it was obviously divided up into third party stuff, and then they went to what PlayStation was making for themselves. And when they went to that that half with with PlayStation Studios, that was just like you might as well have been ejaculating every trailer. It was just, <laughs> it was just everything was good. I yeah. literally tweeted out, "It's like stop, I'm already dead." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I watched this at work. Uh, I had to work when it was when it was on, and this next one literally made me scream at my desk. And startle all of my coworkers because they thought something was wrong. Oh boy, what was Star it? Wars: Knights of the Old oh, Republic? Oh yeah, I fucking lost. That was the opening <laughs> trailer. Uh, that was the opening. I know. I I almost shit myself just just watching. I was like, when they opened with that, I was like, oh my god, we're in for a I, show today. I'm literally like like yelling, slamming my hands into my desk in excitement. <laughs> And all my coworkers are like, and I've warned them before. I'm like, hey, I'm watching this Sony thing. I'm going to get excited. But they're like, oh my gosh, Caleb, what's wrong? And I'm like, it's Star Wars. And like, I could feel both of them like kind of like roll their eyes because they're neither one of them are gamers. I, I'd roll my eyes too <laughs> if you said Star Wars, but, but yeah, I, that's a, the old, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it, I, and here's the thing I was watching this. I was, it was during work hours, but I work from home. So I was just, I was like, I didn't have any meat. I turned, I had a meeting and I, it wasn't one I had to speak on. I just turned it on mute and like, just headed to the side. I'm watching this. Hey, I'm still struggling with the kidney stone stuff here. And this was going to be, you know, my way to cheer me up and they open with it. And for those that don't know, you know, Frank is the reason I got to play Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, he, he sent them to me and I played them at the beginning of the year uh, in February and March. And I fucking fell in love with them immediately. And they're fucking phenomenal games. Um, and when I opened, when they opened with that trailer, I was like, "Oh my god, it's real! It's fucking real!" Because <laughs> it's been rumored for months, yes, and, and, years. They, and they confirmed that Bastila's original voice actress is coming mm-hmm. back. A lot of the original voice actors are coming back. Um, a like, lot of the people, nice the original yeah. team members who worked on the first one, are coming back. And like they, um, this is the ground up remake too. They said they are they, they're mm-hmm. not just like updating it, fine tuning it. They're like this is built from scratch. Like we are completely yeah. overhauling it and making it like a modern experience. It's still not to the old republic, but you're gonna have the real PlayStation Five experience with with yeah. it. I just well and like, holy shit, because just Revan. And when I fucking looked at Revan, I was like, oh my god, the detail. I was like, holy shit. Yep. So yeah, uh, hopefully a little less glitchy too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be Paul. I think Aspire is probably, especially if it's if Sony is, it's going to be a PlayStation Five and PC exclusive. And if Sony's mm. forking out money for any of this development, you know it's going to be have to be polished. Yeah. Well, that's uh, what I was about to say. Is do we think this is going to go to Xbox? Yeah, they said it's kind of exclusive. exclusive. For, so, for their exclusive, sake, I okay. hope so. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I would hope so too, but. I think if Xbox it, fans do deserve it. They got to play it originally. I know PlayStation fans never got to experience them, but I also don't think it would be fair to Xbox fans to not mm-mm. to not have this at some point. I, I, props to Sony for jumping on it to get PlayStation fans kind of kind of like a hey. <laughs> Xbox got it at one point. People, you know, get it this time. But I I heard a rumor that I, it might be one of those like six month time exclusives. Yeah, uh, that'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm cool with that. I I'm just. I'm I'm like I'm just through the roof for this like I and it's because like yeah I didn't get to grow up playing them but like when I got to experience them this year I fucking like I I really did immediately fell in love with them and yeah they were a bit buggy BioWare's never been a perfect developer they make good games but I know they're not always the most polished 
But, um, holy shit, like, I just... And I'm excited to experience it all over again, like a more modern version. Like, I don't even care that I just beat the first... Like, I, I can't wait to jump into it again. Like, I'm going to be really excited to immerse myself in, like, a more modern, detailed version. Like, I'm already picturing, like, the old worlds and, like, what they're going to add to them. And it's just... It's just... Oh, it's just... It's so exciting to think about. Because, like, there's so much potential with those worlds. Because those worlds back then, like... Yeah, it's, they're considered kind of barren compared to today. But think about what they're going to do when they add those finer details with what they can do in today's mm -hmm. technology. Like... Holy shit, like, I think planets like Dantooine and all of them are just going to be gorgeous. Oh, Kashyyyk is going to be ridiculous. Oh my god, you're right. Kashyyyk is... Woo, that's going to be sexy. I, I can't <laughs> even... Oh, and I... Yeah, and the cutscenes. Just imagine the cutscenes. Like, we're, we're talking like 4K, like, ray-traced cutscenes. Like, Talking about cream your jeans is what we're talking about. I know, cream your jeans, exactly. Like, God, I'll probably be in a constant state of ejaculation just playing it. You have to keep spare sets of clothes next to us, yep. <laughs> uh, well, I have no emotional attachment to this game whatsoever because I've never played it growing up. Damn it, Eric. All, I can say is all I can say is this. If it's anything like the Mass Effect trilogy, which I played earlier this year, which... It's Fantastic basically that style trilogy. of uh, presentation for narrative. I would say oh, that, like, Knights of the Old Republic, you could argue, is like the original Mass Effect. Like, Mass yeah. Effect exists because Knights of the Old Republic happened. It's it's on yeah. sale on Steam all the time, Eric. You need you need to pick them up. You should try. They're really good. <laughs> I was like, about I to ask if that's just on Steam, because I was actually going to... Try to play those games as well and see if I can like get into them. Bioware did not like, make like anything. Let's put it this way, Eric. If you like Star Wars at all, play this. Yeah, they are, they're. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really a big. Of, I'm, not, I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan. So me I'm, neither. Me I'm, neither. That's why I said at all. <laughs> yeah. So, if but hey, I, Star Wars movie, you'll like Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, we'll see. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna be like you said that you can like be like a Jedi or sorts in this game. You can be a Jedi or a Sith. Like you get, to, you basically can choose to be a dick or not. Like you literally can go oh. down the path of the dark. There's like multiple different choices to do. Like, oh. it's fantastic. Okay. Like it's multiple yeah. styles. Like, it's it's fucking phenomenal. And there's like non-Jedi characters you can turn into Jedi's or Siths with you. Like it's it's really good. The second one was made by Obsidian, but like. LucasArts, was, they were kind of doing crunch and they were trying to release it on a short time, so like a lot of shit got cut out. So like it's still good, but it's incomplete. Uh, if the game had been completed and they had given like been given like an extra year to do it, like Knights of the Old Republic two could have like definitely surpassed the first one. Um, it's so what what you're saying is that I can make an army of evil lightsabers. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. The first one is a little more restrictive on it. The second one, you can pretty much make everybody a Jedi or a Sith. You said, uh, yeah, the, the game will not be allowed to... Hey, I'm going to be the one making the choices of who is going to turn into a Sith and who's going to turn into a Jedi. So I might just go a little evil for this. I'm going to go to a <laughs> Jedi training room Yeah, as, as Anakin. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. All what do we do, Master Anakin? Anakin. Anakin the, yeah, because you... In the first one, you can choose to either save the Jedi Masters or just murder them. So, Oh, that's going to be an easy choice, then. <laughs> I mean, you can do whatever you want, and then yeah. like, 
Uh, I know which path Eric is taking. <laughs> well, Here's the real question, though. With, with the remake, do you think they're going to offer more romance options? Like, do you think they're going to flesh that out more to let you bang more people? I say, you just want to bang Karth, don't you? Dude, who would that? First, I went. To, I, I was working Bastila. All right, look, I banged Bastila, and I made sure that I hooked up with her. But Karth is pretty hot too. Like, I'll bang both of them. I don't even care. But <laughs> now, I, 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 yeah, there's some. I think a couple of the characters are like considered minors, so obviously that's off limits. But um, can we just bang the Wookie? <laughs> there you go. Or or HK forty seven. Yeah, HK, dude, he's the best though. I fucking love him. <laughs> he's such an asshole. He's beautiful. I, I loved it. He was one of my favorite characters. I, I'm ex. Oh god, I could talk about this thing forever, but I know we're probably running out of time. So what's the next? Yeah, game? I'm gonna have to get off soon. Uh, well, we'll try to get through the next ones pretty quick. Then they they are the biggest announcements though. Uh, Marvel Spider Man Two. Oh, damn it. Oh, I man. Oh, yes. So good. So it looks like we this... got Venom and maybe Craven the Hunter, it sounds like. Yes. Venom Venom yes. was definitely the, the I think, the main showcase. Yeah. But I saw somebody say that you could see, like, a bit of Craven in the trailer. And I think they said it was his voice. I think that was uh, All about. I know is I'm Craven the, the, this game. Uh, I can't believe, I'm going to be, I can't even believe it, but I'm going to be 30 when it comes out. It's going to come out when I'm 30. And I was like, wow, that'll be one of the biggest first games I play when I'm 30. You're finally leaving the the childhood years. I am. Yeah. I'm leaving the childhood. Yeah, I'm going to be entering my uh, slow middle age gaming. Our little you're, you're, Brad is, is, is going to be a man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do. There's, I, uh, it, yeah, it, it is going to be kind of wild to think that that's going to be one of my first. I was hoping I'd get it before I turned 30, but that'll be, uh, that'll be one of the first games I do in the next, mm-hmm. the next stage of my I game. Am... I imagine it's going to be late 2023. Oh, I know. I turned. I, I'll turn 30 like in June of 23. So mm-hmm. like, I know it'll be a holiday release yeah. probably between September and November. And I'm like, well, I definitely know I'll be 30. It will not be pre 30. Um. But yeah, I oh man, this game. God, I am so. I'm so. <laughs> this so was. This was another one I yelled at my desk when yeah. they showed it, and and my coworkers were like, "Okay." Surprised me, and I got really excited. But this one, I was like, "Yes, yes, we got it." I was like, yeah. I was like we got Wolverine and Spider Man in one trailer." I was like, "Holy shit, Insomniac!" I was, I was like, I was freaking out about this one because the first, the first one in Miles Morales were so good, were. and my coworkers like, "Okay, what is it this time? What game is it this time?" I'm like, "It's Spider Man 2. And she's like, the movie? I'm like, no, 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 no. It's it's a game series. The second one's coming out. It's going to have Venom in it. It's not coming out until 2023. And she's just like, Caleb, your level of excitement is too high for something coming out in 2023. Fuck up, co-worker. Caleb, don't be honest. I'm excited for 2023. Everyone's got to play that one. Oh, yeah, oh, that one's going to be good. We all know we're going to get to play as as both Peter Parker and Miles Morales. It's going to be like yes. a, it's yeah, gonna be that'll a, be nice. confirmed. Well, and we also saw the the Iron Spider suit is going to be yep. in this one. Oh, yeah, um, it was in the first one too. Was it? Yeah, well, as a costume, yeah. I don't think it was narratively in there. Okay, I think this one might. I think this one might be narrative. Just come out, they added it in there and it had some cool powers. Like if you pre-ordered it, you got the Iron Spider suit, and I started yeah. with it, and I played like only as the Iron Spider most of the. <laughs> Most of the game, but uh, yeah, no, it looks really exciting. And some people are wondering though if like Venom's going to be the first half villain, and then like you actually get to be Venom later, like, and they end up teaming up to take down. Kraven. Oh yes, I, 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 would, be kinda neat. 
Yeah, no, I never thought Craven was like a big villain. In the second half of the game, like, oh my god, if that well, was the, they might be least. hiding Carnage from us too in there. Yeah, mm -hmm. you never know. Like, that I'm could really be. excited for it. I'm, well, I'm thinking I, they'll do the opposite. I think Craven would be first, and then Venom would would close it out. Well, I think the rumor was though is the idea is that Craven, because he's like one of the bigger villains, and I think he's supposed to be the new uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Thanos. Um, but, um, uh, I think he's a big deal, and there's the idea that, yeah, it would open with that, and even Venom would be against Kraven the Hunter. Like, Kraven would be out to kill Venom, too. I, I never thought Kraven was that big of a villain well, for Spider-Man. He's actually a Spider-Man villain because he actually, I remember reading one of the comics where he had actually pit Spider-Man in like this, in like the Central Park, but he actually had closed off the entire park within this mysterious fog because if he were to leave that fog, he would die because I think there was something like he would, like the fog itself was being poisoned. And so Spider-Man had to like figure out how to prevent the poison from reaching outside of the park while also dealing with all the old other villains as well. All the while, Kraven is, like, preparing to kill off each individual villain and then Spider-Man. Like, he is, like, one of those villains who... It's kind of like how Taskmaster was in, in the first game, where, like, he learned and he pretty much, like, observed Peter's, like, attacks and his abilities. But, like, with Kraven, it's more like he figure out... He tries to figure out a way, what is the best way to hunt Spider-Man... And the fact that if he actually is in this game, and he's actually going to probably either hunt down not just Venom, but also the other two Spider-Men, I'm going to be, that's going to be very, very Yeah, good. that's where a lot of the, that's where a lot of the talk is coming about them. Like, Man, the, the, the 90s animated series did not do him justice based on what no, I Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, apparently not. <laughs> that, um, there, there's actually even one of the most famous um, stories called Kraven's Last Hunt. From what I understand, it's like that's when he was like actually successful in hunting Spider-Man. Because he, he just one, uh, that... seemed like a, a hobbyist that just went around like oh, no. hunting no, things, he... like uh, like a no. like a normal human with, with like kind of like a a weird Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is not like that at all. He is way more dangerous than. I honestly feel like he's probably one of the more dangerous Spider-Man villains than. Most other characters like Green Goblin on, and nah, they got nothing on on Green. Dang, that's wild. If I, oh yeah, I think if I'm being honest, time, we, we probably should move on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nah, I didn't want to interrupt Eric, but I know, I know, it's like nine seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So last last thing, God of War Ragnarok. Holy fucking shit! My yeah. God, this game. God, God. it looks amazing. Damn. I just I couldn't stop coming. It was just. <laughs> It was it was just like after that and that that's what they closed with, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that was the grand finale. When they did it, that, I was like That was oh. when I tweeted I was dead. <laughs> this yeah, game I, is I, I gonna be I, 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 oh. I changed my pants like five times. Um oh. I'm surprised I didn't pass my kidney stone after that trailer. <laughs> yeah. Oh but, uh, this Oh, oh, I'm so excited for this game. Um, I need it in my hands now, and we don't even have a release window, and that's what sucks. 
It's 2022. That's what they Did said. They say it? Oh, like they didn't confirm yeah. it on the trailer. Like I don't remember yeah. but I didn't have time they confirmed to, it, I didn't to watch the confirmed it after. afterwards because I had an actual mm-hmm. meeting I had to talk in. Yeah. Yeah. It's they, it's they 2022, it. but no like set time, I don't think. I think just a year. It's gonna be yeah, though, it'll it probably be more like holiday twenty two. It's yeah. gonna be second half. It's not gonna be another spring release. It, oh, it no. looks phenomenal. That's though. already Horizon, so it'll be uh, late. If you, guys, <laughs> if you guys didn't know from my Twitter handle and everything else, I am huge into like Norse mythology and yeah. Vikings and all that. Like, oh, this game is going to be so good. I, I thought you were just a giant. <laughs> well, I, I, I am, but you know. <laughs> God, I, I just, and the story looks good. So you got like a, an older Artreus now. So it looks like it's been a little bit. And, he looks uh, older. Yes, like, yeah. it takes, it's it's probably like. It's probably like two or three years after uh, 2018's got a war. I'm very curious to see where, like, so that means, like, time has to pass for, because only a few months pass when Thor visits them at first. Mm-hmm. That, so, no, it actually is. Um, after Thor shows up. Yeah. No, actually, from what I remember, when they, at the end of the game, it actually is a few years after Thor. As oh, of, like, because Thor uh, appears a few, like, a few years after, so, like, what happens at the end of the game when, like, you see four like encounter Kratos? That actually is when when Atreus is now like you know like a young a young adult specific. Yeah, well, this, yeah. There's a big time gap between for or that oh, teaser. Yeah, maybe I was mm-hmm. off on the time. It's been it's been a while. Yeah, so, I mean, it, yeah. they show they only showed Kratos, which he's not going to look any uh, different because he's That's already at that magical Kratos, Kratos. old age where he's, he's not he's Daddy Kratos. That's that's what he needs anymore. to stay as. My, yeah. I guess my my idea though is is I'm guessing is the game gonna open with with Thor? It could because the first one opened with Balder. So. Yeah, that's true. So I wonder if Thor is gonna show up and there's gonna be like another big ass fight there, and Kratos might get his ass kicked in there. I have. I honestly think Freya is gonna be the one that's gonna start off the game because if you saw in the trailer, it looked like as if she was attacking Kratos during like a trip. So I have a mm-hmm. feeling that this is gonna be more so that Thor is gonna come after, like he's gonna. Because the way how it looks like they're setting it up is that they're gonna have like like Kratos still try to hide in his in like his little cabin, but Atreus wants to go out and either stop Ragnarok or try to find out his identity because of what happens at the end of the game. I think yeah, well something's gonna motivate Kratos to do it. Obviously, Atreus is gonna go through his teenage puberty years where he's gonna be a rebellious teenager and want to start war and do all his god nonsense shit, which he was doing towards the uh, uh, you know closer to the well, final of uh the first one which i i mean i understand it. it'll it make for an interesting character growth but mm-hmm. uh i'm just excited to see where it goes because kratos knows where where word leads you know you, yeah. you just get more tame kratos after he destroyed the entire greek uh civilization and mm-hmm. murdered all the greek gods minus aphrodite who he just had sex with um yeah. i don't know what she's up to he well, destroyed that's... her in a different way yeah well and and that's a big theme it seems in this one is is atreus is wanting these answers and everything and kratos is like this could lead to war are you ready to accept those consequences consequences? yeah um the other thing that it this is the last one in the like viking norse series um yes they're they're closing out the norse gods here so they're only doing two games with it wow mm mm-hmm yeah. So uh, they showed. I'm thinking the character is Tear. I'm yeah, thinking yeah, that character is. Um, he has Egyptian hieroglyphic tattoos. Really? Okay. Yep. So I'm thinking that because they they said that this is the last Viking game 
but it's not the last game in the series. Like so they're, they're making more. So another... I'm thinking they're going to go to Egypt next. Yeah, that'd be a good. A, that like would be good. good. I was curious mm-hmm. where they were going with with, with this because I wondered. Yeah, they destroyed all the Greek gods. They brought them back for Norse, and I wondered if this was going to be the fi- finale of the series anyway. Like this was going to be their grand finale. Like they right. brought Kratos back, and but if they're going to keep going with it, and they can find a way to keep making them ten out of ten bangers, go right ahead. Because 2018 was a ten out of ten game, but, and I can see this. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's ten out of ten season. But, uh, I just they found a way to take Kratos. But at least for me, the question is going to be, what are they going to do in regards to his fate? Because if you remember from the old first game, they already teased something major that's going to happen to Kratos. So, like, is this going to be the game that shows that? Or is it going to be, like, the game where they're going to be in Egypt? Because from what from what it looks like here, is like, it looks like that... I don't know if it's going to end up destroying most of, like, the Norse gods. Because they didn't... They confirmed that what Odin's going to be in the game. They... Yeah. That it's only four and three are going to be like the main antagonist of the story. I'm pretty sure they're going to address the uh, foreshadowing of the last game because, uh, like the whole the whole like God of War one to three was all about like Kratos defying the gods and changing destiny. <laughs> like, yeah, and it, well, and the whole idea of it too, if we remember, is that when he opened Pandora's box, it corrupted the gods of Olympus and turned them on Kratos. Like they they got corrupted by the evil inside that was sealed inside Pandora's box, and that's what turned them against Kratos. Um, and then Kratos just kind of killed them all for revenge. But Kratos got betrayed by everybody. I mean, think about it. The Greek gods betrayed him, the Titans betrayed him, and everything. It was just Kratos alone. And even Athena, who ended up being a staunch ally yeah. at the end of it and realizing that she betrayed him at the very end of 3. And then that's I, when- I like that in the the 2018 God of War, and especially in the trailer for the new one coming up, that you see Kratos kind of like he's matured from that revenge mentality where he just kind of wants to live out the rest of his life, and he's tired of getting put into those situations. Yeah, you see he's exhausted because he's learned that he lost. That cost him everything. His 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 wrath, his seek for war and revenge, it cost him everything. It cost him his family, his original family, his wife and daughter. Um, I, from the Greek times, and he realized after he murdered everybody and did everything, it didn't bring him any peace or happiness. Yeah, you know, he survived yeah. and he moved on to the Norse thing and found a new family to settle down with and had a son, which it was I think hard for him to be a father. At he was just trying to be a provider and living quiet because he just didn't know what to do and he has a lot of guilt, you know. Yeah, yeah. and and if you actually read the comic as well, because I actually got the digital deluxe version of God of War. And that came with like the digital comment that explains what happened during before his wife died. It actually showed just how much he struggled with trying to control his anger and try to be a father. Because in that comic, when he was out hunting, he was try- he was dealing with the trolls that you fight in the game. But what had happened there was that when he was trying to fight them, they were almost close to beat to like you know completely destroying him. I think at one point he just like completely blacked out and by the time he regained consciousness he saw that he he had pretty much murdered the trolls the wolves everything in that area he just completely ripped them apart destroyed their bones their everything as if like nothing remained in them except like their rotting corpse and so it's like so I he like went, he went kratos on their ass <laughs> yeah. yeah pretty much and so I think with this one, even if you like, you kind of see when Atreus says, 
stop acting like a father and start acting like a like a general, he kind of just like got flashbacks to when he was like a general in like the Spartan army before he became a god. And just like how much death he had to witness because of his actions. It's gonna be interesting what they do here, because since he's gonna have to eventually explain to to Trey as what he did in Greece and like what he did and destroyed all the Greek Olympic gods. I'm I'm super. I I, I think I'm gonna replay 2018 here oh, soon. I, I think I will too. <laughs> I, I I never got the platinum on it. I I really want the platinum. I did. It is the one of the most rewarding feelings on that game. So yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. I played it last year, so I didn't get to get it in 2018 when I had. I think I got it for Christmas one year. Uh, I don't know if it was that's in 2018 or 19. I know we didn't have. Um, but <clears throat> I finally, after I got laid off and I had time, I was like, shit, I actually haven't played this yet. And I love God of War, and I went into it, and oh my god, I couldn't stop playing. It was just so damn good, and it was one of the best narratives. Like it. I- one of the best uh, level designs too, uh, where like you have this big open world hub, and then uh, like as you progress through the story, they, they, it would drain the water, which would really vastly make it feel like a whole different map. It really did. It, it was crazy how they did it. Like it was, it was just so much fun, and I loved, I loved everything about it. Like it was just. I didn't have a bad thing I could say about it. It was just, it was just fun. It was good. It was emotional. Like I really felt for it, and I liked uh, seeing the real growth of Kratos um, throughout the game as becoming a father and learning all this other stuff. You know, the original God of War games are fun. They were hack and slash games. Kratos was this badass asshole that you just loved murdering everybody and their brother for. Yeah, you played those for the epic moments, and that was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it, it was for that. It was, it was for the fun thing. And you know, God of War three at the time visually was like stunning. Um, and then you go to this 2018 and you're like holy shit like it's a whole different feeling and it just it was beautiful I I loved it yeah honestly the only thing I hope that they do with this game is that they make the boss fights a lot more I guess epic kind of like in the kids like God of War 3 because to be honest like I got bored just like finding the same exact troll with like a different color palette and skin constantly so it's like they definitely need to improve on that but I think everything else they just it's gonna be a masterpiece. Like it's just the you, know, you gotta look at the what what the the mythology actually is. Like there really isn't any like large scale things outside of mm-hmm. a few things. I but I don't mean like as if they need to find like giant monsters or anything. I just mean like they just need Yeah, to but it's like, gonna be like human random human, random human troll <laughs> like a minotaur. I mean, but it's like, they could still make the the actual boss fights a bit more, like, I guess, like, because, like, even with the, dra- with, like, the whole thing with the dragon, like, it was really intense, like, having to fight that thing, then going back, and then fighting Baldur twice, so it's like, I feel like they can at least make it a bit, or, like, the, the, the twin, like, the brother gods that you find in the middle of the game, so, I just think, like, they can easily, well, I don't want to say easily, I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's something I would want them to improve. Because everything else that they have done has been really excellent, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I, I just don't get your expectations too high on that, based on um, the options they have to give you. <laughs> eh, uh, if not, it's not gonna like. It's not like. It's not like it's something I'm gonna like really care. About. Uh, I personally thought the 2018 was every single fight was epic. Them same here. Uh, 
I think I think Eric just likes to hate things. <laughs> I mean, the Valkyries were like very very satisfying to fight, especially the Valkyrie Queen. Uh, well, I think we can wrap it up here. Um, yeah. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Gamers Night Out Pod One. I believe it's Pod One. Let me look real quick. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add before we get out of here? Um, no, I'm 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 good. Uh, you know, just everybody have a have a great week. Uh, keep on gaming. Uh, it's National Video Game Day today, so make sure you game. You still got a few hours left. Well, by the time you hear this, you won't. But no, that's true. But make sure, <laughs> if you, you, you can build a time machine you. and make sure. There you go. And it is Gamers Night Out One on Twitter, not Pod. Just Gamers Night Out One on Twitter. Uh, you can find out when the episodes are coming out. You can find out uh, our individual Twitters. I'm trying to post more on there. I'm thinking about doing a poll here soon. A thirst poll, maybe. I hadn't I hadn't quite decided if I'm going to do it yet. I got to find one more entry before I decide if I'm going to do it or not. Um, but yeah, so uh, be sure to check us out there. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Take care. Later. <laughs>